The year was 1985. David Letterman did his first top ten list. We discovered the hole in the ozone layer. WrestleMania 1 happened. And Michael J. Fox never slept once. Today, Nathan and Travis walk you through that very special year in history. It's Teen Wolf and Back to the Future today on Six Pack Double Feature. For Michael J. Fox, life hasn't been easy. Hello? Hi. I'm going through changes. His voice is changing. Give me a keg of beer. Is there anything wrong with me? He's got hair on his chest. He stopped being a boy. What do you think about to get worked up? At last, he's become... Scott? Scott Howard? This is your father speaking. Now open this door right this minute. A wolf. An explanation is probably long overdue. Dad, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. He's always wanted to be something special. But he never expected this. Teen Wolf. He's got style. There's something different about you. Did you change your hair? He's got class. Wolf person. He's got hair all over his body. Wolves aren't supposed to be shy. He's a wolf in teen's clothing. And tonight is his night to howl. Teen Wolf, a new comedy with Michael J. Fox, star of Back to the Future. Whoa, but then the trailer just stops. Yeah, that's... Yeah, in case you were wondering, that was... That makes it sound zany. Yeah. Like, fun. Yeah, and in case you haven't paid attention to everything that was in the United States in 1985, Back to the Future, which I think was like the number one film of that year, uh-huh. star of Back to the Future, Michael J. Fox. Wow. So All okay. Michael J. Fox wanted to do was be a teenager. Wanted to shave his hair. Even though he body. was like 22 or 23 at the time. <laughs> um, hey, welcome in, guys. <laughs> Six-pack double feature. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, We're here on special assignment from... Uh, from Roadhouse correspondent Jamie Justice. She uh, told us we needed to get here and help Michael J. Fox get some sleep. So he can sleep during the next two hours while we talk about this shit. So, yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is uh, Teen Wolf and Back to the Future. Yeah. Because literally, I don't think in 1985 Michael J. Fox slept. He had three jobs. Yeah. And one of them was not sleep. None of them were sleeping. <laughs> Yeah, for those that are unaware, he was also on a TV show called uh, Family Ties. La, la, la. He, at that time, he was not the lead star. He was like third. Was he still third? Okay. I think he was still third at that time. And they asked. I'll tell you what happened in 1986, to, though. 1986, he went up he, to at least two. <laughs> if he wasn't lead, he was lead without being lead, or he was the sure. and Michael G. Fox at the end. <laughs> when I was, I remember asking my mom when I was a kid why at the end of a credit sequence it would say and Michael J. Fox or and Robert De Niro or whatever special, and, and she said that means it's their movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's a special credit. Yeah, might be best if I pulled out my notes for this. That episode, would probably I guess, huh? be beneficial. Well, you may be able to speak to memory. 
of a lot of things that is Teen Wolf. I have seen this movie a lot. Same here. Uh, definitely a lot. Um, I've seen it more uh, when movie. I was when, under the age of 20, a lot more than I have after I turned 20. I'll give you that much. My, uh, <laughs> just to go along with the, with the trailer, my first sentence of my notes is, Scott is a teenage werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's silly. Sums it right up, eh? This, I... I I don't know why. I think this. <laughs> you, I, you sound so mad already. I think it's been. This is our what uh, third werewolf movie. It's, and this is our third werewolf movie. I never, you know, I never really thought about the fact that you wanted another beer. But when you gave me that signal, <laughs> I was going to grab you so one. Our uh, our goal for season four, maybe even toward the end of season three here, because I believe as this episode flies, thank you, sir. Uh-huh. I believe as this episode flies, we are halfway done recording season three. Yeah. I would like to get a mini fridge in here so we don't have to have a cooler and we don't have to leave the room to get more beer. Yeah. Because I believe um, last episode... We can just go, beer me. Beer, beer me that, please. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> what are you drinking today? Uh, uh, I'm drinking High Life because it's what fuels Mr. Fusion in, <laughs> on the DeLorean. Same. Then you I w- you, I w- you I was, sent me a screenshot of Lorraine's dad in back. They're they're sitting at the table, and he's like, "Hey, we can watch Jackie Gleason while we eat." I've and then seen I this screenshot. I see this classic. You so I caught classic. this on a rerun. What's a rerun? It's brand anyway, new. Anyway, <laughs> it's brand new. Uh, and there was a bottle of High Life sitting on the table, yeah. and then you realize also there's a can of High Life that he pulls out of the trash can to fuel Mr. Fusion to so the, so they can generate the 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 gigawatts. I uh I tried to see what beer they drink in Teen Wolf and I could not. I couldn't either. I couldn't find it online or anything no, so we're I, we're going with Coors Light. I'm sorry. We're going with uh High, High Life. Life. Yeah. <laughs> we should be Coors Light because Werewolf Silver Bullet. Well, initially we I was going to go with I was going to go with Miller Light because my initial my initial uh choice was going to be Miller Light because he pulls uh Biff pulls a Miller out of the fridge when he says, "Have your car towed all the way to your house, and they got me for all, all you got from his light beer." And so that was going to be my choice, but uh, I went in a different direction because I wanted to be fueled like uh, Mr. Fusion. Mr. Fusion. So uh, it could be a new nickname for you, Nathan. Me. Mr. Fusion, Eddie. Um, so I feel like we've talked about Back to the Future way more already in the first half of this episode. Yeah, which is <laughs> supposed to be dedicated to Teen Wolf. Uh, or as Scott's dad says, Teen Wolf. Oh, he does, doesn't A man he? that is a werewolf wolf. says, says woof. woof. That's the appropriate pause that is needed for the stupidity yeah, of that. Um, I never. There's two things that I didn't realize until later on when we said, hey, let's do Teen Wolf and Back to the Future. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hey, that's our third werewolf movie. And you're like, oh, shit, you're right. And then I said, and I never realized that uh, this is another example where werewolfism is seen as a metaphor for puberty. Huh. What was the other one? Uh, I was a teenager. American werewolf. werewolf in London was pretty much the same thing. Although was he was like like in his early 20s. Yeah. So he was a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a lot but of But you think about it, it's, it's well, very it's much totally, that, it's it's totally that transition. Puberty. Yeah. I yeah. never... I never really made made those connections until later on. I will say past it my puberty. Probably a lot today, but especially right now, the first time I'm saying it. This movie gets a lot of shit for not being very good. It's actually a really good movie. It's 
I mean, it's silly. It's silly. Yeah, it's a fucking werewolf, dude. It's Come a, on, it's a PG mid '80s werewolf movie starring starring Michael J. Fox. What hurts it a lot is that Back to the Future happened. Yeah, which is and what helps this movie a lot is that Back to the Future happened. <laughs> you are correct. This sir. was released at the end of the summer after Back to the Future dominated the summer. And uh, as you heard in the trailer, star of Back to the Future, Michael J. This Fox. movie, this movie was made for like I think under two million bucks, and they were just looking for a humorous kind of funny movie. And he was, I think, he was making it, and they were filming Back to the Future like at another lot. And he's like, "Man, why don't I get to make these it's movies?" Down the street, it was down the street, down the street. Yeah. That's that Spielberg was making stuff yeah. with his. Uh, with his team, yeah. Like, there's a couple of there's like some weirdness. Yes, there's some weirdness. And there's movie, some things that we'll talk about, but it's this movie is it's a good. I love this movie. It's as a, a great. Kid. I love this movie. Oh, dude, a same. little bit more. It's a little bit harder for me to watch now than it was when I was younger. But I watched. I still this no. A I lot. still I still feel like Scott, man. I still feel like the dude that gets like knocked down and shit on. Yeah. Or I, I don't feel like that, but I I still empathize. I was I was kind of that kid, and I kind of I kind of feel that still. Like the he's just a little runty little dude, but I was a fat little dude, and I sucked at sports, and I would get knocked down by the bigger kids. <laughs> and I didn't even have to do trivia for this one because I know you were doing it, and I I still looked up something else. You you did trivia on this one? No, I didn't. Yeah, you sure did. I sure did not. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the list. All right, we're gonna have a confrontation. When I was doing research on Back to the Future, this this movie released eight weeks after Back to the Future. That's it? Eight weeks. So wow. basically two months after, and it still came in second under Back to the Future on its first week release. So he had the number one and number two movie. He had the country. number one and number two. No wonder he didn't sleep. And his, Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, doing coke off Elizabeth Shue's ass. Did you find it odd that, that Pamela... Only, yeah, my she, wife. She only wanted to to make out or screw Scott when he was in wolf form. Bestiality. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I have it, I've heavily noted it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that was always a little unsettling for me. I never. I bet it was I for real, her too, because I'll bet she didn't have a lot of say like, in how her character played. What her character played. Uh, yeah, I was like, um, guys, I don't really like this. It's red. <laughs> it looks like do lipstick. You, do you think his dick turns into like? Dog dick when he becomes a werewolf, or does it stay like human? <laughs> and I didn't go. I didn't dive that deep. I jumping, just I jumping stayed, right to jumping I right focused to, on Kevin Bacon instead. <laughs> I was going to say jumping right to recasting. I was going to have Kevin Bacon play Scott, but so only that if we, his penis was red, so that we knew what his dick looked like <laughs> before we oh. even saw the movie. <laughs> now we understand why Pamela was so attractive. <laughs> Hi, I'm a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Bacon's penis. Um, <laughs> not, not you, Kevin Bacon, just your penis. The pacing on it was pretty much standard. Oh 80s, yeah, it's a it's fair. a it's a perfectly like paced and lean three act structure. You know, it's like ninety minutes. If there was any fat, they trimmed it. Where was the? How did you first see this movie? Probably on cable. It was probably okay. I don't know if I rented it or not. It was not. It's not a. It's really for the most part, outside of a couple of uncomfortable scenes, it's not a movie my parents would have objected to sure. for me watching. Of so, uh, like like a lot of the movies we watch on here, my my uh, exposure to it was from 
It was like an NBC movie of the week. Okay. In the it came out in eighty five. It would have been probably eighty eight. Uh yeah, so NBC possibly. movie of the week and it was we taped it. You know, so my copy of Teen Wolf was, was the with the commercials and all. Yeah. Commercials and all and um a couple of scenes edited out. I don't recall any language edits. There's not much language in this movie. There but really isn't. Mostly edited for time. Yeah. It was mine. Do you, do you does it bother you that <laughs> that the coach doesn't even know his players' names? That fat kid's that got a great fat, arm. Yeah, that's what I wrote down here. That fat one's got a great arm. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> I, I, ballpark, real quick. Ballpark, okay. how many times have you seen this? Easily a dozen times. Yeah, 25 probably for me. Yeah, you start. You kept watching when I stopped. Probably. Yeah. like I was the kid that would watch The Grinch and Charlie Brown's Christmas and Snoopy Come Home, that tape. On loop kind on, of thing. I would watch it every day, and I, I'll bet I've seen Teen Wolf twenty five times. Like truly, I that's a that's a conservative estimate. The yeah, the coach is the coach is the best. As, <laughs> I don't think the coach is, in, is as interesting or as funny when you're younger. Oh when God, you, no! But when you get older, you're just like because he delivers his lines so deadpan. Yes, you don't understand when you're a kid. You, you don't, don't get understand his humor. The joke. Yeah, because my favorite line is my favorite line. My favorite scene is one of is one of his, and I actually have I got a clip because I can't deliver it the way he did, and we'll get to it in a minute. But one of the things he says early on is um, it's and you the the other actor is a character actor. He was the detective in Ace Ventura. He's playing the rival coach at the beginning of the movie, and he the. Beacon Town, the Beavers, they suck okay. so bad. He's like, you want to forfeit the game? And, you know, they go back and yeah, forth. Beat, like, the, <laughs> beat, beat the 5 the o'clock traffic. Beat the 5 o'clock traffic. And he's like, my, my players have league scores that they have to keep up with. And he's like, all right, Coach Finstock. He's like, fine, if you want to play, we'll play. It's that big a deal to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I thought it was funny is in the beginning of that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it as a kid. I didn't yeah. know what forfeit meant. Okay. But I find it, what's funnier is that the final buzzer shot would not have made any difference in the world for that. Like, there's that dramatic, he shoves the basketball in the air and he's going to try to make it. And if he makes it, the score was still 71 to 12. <laughs> it's not like three points. Would have ma- it would have been 71 to 15. <laughs> it would not have made any difference whatsoever. We're going to talk about the dong, right? The The closing credit shots? The like infamous sweater dick. The slow-mo, there's someone up in the stands Hanging. flashing themselves. Is this a Flashdance Teen Wolf crossover? <laughs> was it Kevin Bacon? He wasn't in Flashdance. <laughs> I think he was. A Flashdance? No. <laughs> if he pulls his dick out and he's well, dancing. Well, he, he wasn't in Flashdance. He was in the other movie about Tw- dancing. Twistfoot? Are you thinking of... Um, Dongloose? The Footloose? Footloose? Footloose. <laughs> I did that one on purpose. It's Footloose, everyone. Is, is there... <laughs> Footloose. Back to Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. Foot, uh, Footloose and Teen Wolf. <laughs> right after <laughs> your... These important medicines for our sponsors. <laughs> Casper mattresses. Is there, uh, is there something that doesn't work for you in this movie? Uh, is there Michael... one thing? There... I was going to say or Michael the... J. Fox's Canadian accent. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh, but he... sorry. Oh, so, yeah, that's what I put down here. I'm like, you can really hear the Canadian in his voice when he says, I'm sorry. Well, they, they filmed this in Canada, so they had to go back. Well, that makes the... sense. So it's like when a Southern person talks with their mother on the phone. 
like my wife. Well, I can tell when she's come home from work if she's been on the phone with her mother because her southern accent is just a little, it's turned up another notch or two. So I wonder if being north of the border filming this in um, – No, because when he filmed Back to the Future and other things that I've watched recently, it like pops now whenever I hear it. Really? Yeah. No, I'm sure that's possible. <laughs> Would you, I don't disagree with you. I'm, I'm sure you're absolutely right. What'd you do, kid? Jump ship, eh? <laughs> Take off, eh, you hoser? <laughs> you know we're going to have to do Strange Brew at some point. I just don't know what I would pair it with. That would be good with Dumb and Dumber, but we've already got a Dumb and Dumber pairing. Well, if we come up with something else for Tommy Oops. Boy, then we'll... No, we Dumb can... and Dumber and Tommy Boy need to go together. Okay. Well, Strange, then we brew, Strange Brew. Strange Brew Another something. something else Canadian, maybe? <laughs> What doesn't work? I have four things. It's not nine like we we're like last week. <laughs> uh, is it just me or is it a little odd that everyone in this town has pretty much accepted werewolves with open arms into their community? <laughs> I never noticed that. I thought about it. Come on, man! <laughs> Any other werewolf movie? They're running for the hills, or, exactly. or they have pitchforks, pitchforks, and uh, torches, making lemonade in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's I mean it's it is we either that or it's a super like like well-adjusted community. I it's even, Canada. It's, so that's, that's why, why it's cuz they're that's so why inclusive. they filmed it in Canada. <laughs> uh number 2 We accept the werewolves uh, into our community, eh? We <laughs> think they're great contributing members of society. <laughs> they cut down on our chicken population, eh? <laughs> and the overrun of deer and antelope and moose. Also, once they shed their hair, it's good compost, right, for the garden? Totally, yay. <laughs> and they don't drink up too much beer. I know, Scott. He gave me a 2-4 the other day. I took him down to Tim Ford's. <laughs> he bought me a 7 Donuts. I ate a crawler. He's, he's he a, was pretty cool. <laughs> I know, Scott. He's a real good guy. He wouldn't have thrown that bowling ball, yeah. <laughs> Uh, how tall do you think Michael J. Fox's basketball werewolf double was compared to Michael J. Fox? At least three inches taller. I would say, like, that mother- three feet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he grew in height, eh? Once, he, once he changed I over. mean, I know, come on, you watch some of the, the transition scenes in other werewolf movies, and it, you know, he turns into a wolf who's significantly larger in size. But seriously, it's like, hey, this is going to be your stunt double. And they're like this. Fuck Will Chamberlain, man. Yeah. What do you want me to do? It's okay. Is that all right? Uh, I you, guess. So I don't have it written down, and you just I, I, it occurred to me as you said it. What do you think of those transition scenes? They weren't bad. I, th- I thought they were pretty good. Compared to American Werewolf in London. Compared to American Werewolf, they weren't as good. No, but... Because the, the American werewolf decent. like actually moved, but these imply almost like Hitchcockian. His face the was you could yeah. see his face yeah. kind of. I thought I, it totally wasn't Michael J. Fox, like the basketball, like the basketball the times. Yeah, the basketball times. Uh, what kind of connections does a teenager like Styles have in order to put together relatively quickly, mind you, T-shirt printing, bumper stickers, pins, and all sorts of Teen Wolf paraphernalia? His cousin Jerry, he's getting a deal. <clears throat> it just seemed like. Hey, guess what? What? You're not going to tell me you're a faggot, are you? <laughs> well, that doesn't... Uh, by the way, what doesn't work? <laughs> what doesn't hold up? I think he says fag. Either way. Fag, are you? <laughs> but, yeah, where does he Where does he come up with all that? Like, like, Who comes out to their friend in the garage like that? Comes out as a werewolf? <laughs> well, he does, actually. Yeah. Guess, uh, so it's funny I, we mentioned that scene. We mentioned that scene because... 
like I said earlier, I I had the edited for television version, and uh-huh. that scene was cut out. Really? Completely? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because of, I'm assuming the drug, because he's sniffing out a bag of dope. Oh, of that's right. I forget. That's It's like, it's over there. <laughs> I can smell what you're looking for. Um, <laughs> so my friend Kyle, there's your shout out. When we were kids, he had a, a taped version of this, but he had taped it off of cable. So I was over at his house, and I was like, oh, you have Teen Wolf. Cool. Let's watch Teen Wolf. I haven't seen it this week. Let's watch it. I, didn't, for the... I haven't seen it all yet. So we're playing it, and it gets to that scene, and I'm like, what the? F-? I didn't understand that they, I didn't know that they edited movies. For... Either for time, for content. Yeah, I was in like yeah. first, first or second grade. And I thought he had like a special, like, fucking super cool cut version of the movie, because you're a special kind of person or whatever. And I thought, I thought it was the most magical thing ever. And But I didn't get the scene, because Styles is a homophobe, and I didn't know what <laughs> weed was. I didn't know what they were looking for, you know? I just remember thinking that was the coolest thing because there was more movie than I. There was more movie. You were right. Like, Weed? I got plenty of those in my backyard. <laughs> yeah, my dad yeah, hates them. He hates them. Cuts them down with the lawnmower. <laughs> uh, last bit. <laughs> my last. What well, doesn't work? I'm like, how is it that Lewis is the only person that has a somewhat reasonable reaction to Scott being a werewolf, <laughs> and they don't even resolve that minor story arc at all? At all? Like, Lewis has a problem. They address it. You know they address it in some way, shape, or form, or at least talk about it. Awkward silences and such. Yeah. And then Lewis and they never disappears in yeah. the third act. I don't yeah, if he's there at the end at the last game, he just kind of walks down <laughs> and leaves. And uh, it's it's important enough initially to bring it up. Why wouldn't they resolve that issue, you know? Something that doesn't work for me. Oh. Oh, you I have got, more? I have one other thing that just popped into my head. Sure. Who has a window on their bathroom door? I didn't know there was a window on the bathroom door. If you go back and rewatch that scene... I'm going to have to. There's a window on the door to the bathroom. So his dad was totally seeing him... Well, there may have been those wolf- drapes, but uh. th- it's a window door. It's like it's, it's like he's walking into a, a different apartment. Are you pooping in there? <laughs> no, you're just masturbating. Okay. Oh, okay. Put away the lipstick. <laughs> Hey, look, it's puberty. This kid's going through puberty. Um. <laughs> do you think, depending on his mood, do you think Scott uses Dog Fancy Magazine or Playboy to jack off? Uh, Playboy. Okay. Both times? Both. Either time? Okay. Yeah. Um, he reads it while he's taking a shit, and then he uses it later. Oh, <laughs> oh great. What doesn't so, work? so what doesn't work for you? The surfing on top of the truck. What is that? Come on. That's, I don't know. That's stupid. And the fact that he, at one point, he sells his van and gets a box truck. A box truck. Or no, he sells his car. The wolf then turns it into. That's right. The wolf. The wolf. That's right. The van was the hardware store van. Yeah. And at some point, he sells his car and gets the Wolfmobile. For what purpose? To do. You have more room, to and it's surfing? flat. It's flatter to do road surfing. At one point, you can actually see these waves are mine. <laughs> Is that what he says? He does. Yeah. You could actually. <laughs> that could be a worse. That could be a worse line. But I didn't have a worse line in here. <laughs> I don't think I did. I may have. Uh, you can actually see police officers running blocker in front of them no really just, it's 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 quick oh, but you okay. can see their you can see their lights how funny and uh, you can see their motorcycles in front of the van running um traffic blocker did you learn this on all the special features on your dvd my dvd doesn't have any special features you know what my dvd has my dvd my has, blu-ray my blu-ray has movie has movie 
and Movie. I believe a link to a preview of an episode of the MTV show Teen Wolf, <laughs> which has nothing thing to do with this movie other than the name and a loose connection to the premise. <laughs> it's a fucking Blu-ray. That's right. I took you a picture of. Look at that. You got that little. That, that thing little, is badass. That, that little, little insert. That little insert that I'm going to link a picture of in this episode. Uh, <laughs> information. <laughs> This picture is like it's a produced little movie card picture, new thing for the DVD, Blu-ray, and you would think, sweet, we're going to get like a definitive, kind of like behind the scenes, like fun thing mm -hmm. or something. No, nothing. nothing, Not a goddamn thing. <laughs> not a wolf fucking thing, except uh, a link to a preview, or I'm sorry, a link to a trailer for an episode That's, of the MTV series. I'm excited. Play movie. Not even, not even play the movie in French or Spanish or German. Just play movie. Play movie. Yeah, because I think... That's the, you know what? That's the last time I buy my DVD Blu-rays from that dude in the Target parking lot. <laughs> also, what night of the week was that party that they went to? That raging Kager house party? It seemed like a Wednesday night, you know, right in the middle of yeah, the week. because Scott mentions having to go to school the next like day. Like the next day. Where there's like mud wrestling or jello wrestling or whatever. Uh, some sort of, yeah. Cream. Who are those girls? Half and half wrestling. Who's the girl in like the green teddy? Who's she the one? Who's the one who gets the Jello dumped down her? Sh That's her just shirt. a ran random student. I feel like <laughs> the fat one. chubby, chubby. Yeah. And what's what worse is everyone calls Hold him Chubs. Jubs. What's your name? Yeah. We call him Chubs. If he, he has a full name, I haven't. He doesn't. Yeah, he's, 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 he's he goes chubby. by Chubs. You know, he's also in. Uh, he's also twenty-seven in in an <laughs> Ernest movie. He's twenty-seven. I, I think he was twenty-seven when they shot that movie. Oh, okay. So he's ten years older than the normal high school student age, and he's also in, an, I think, in an Ernest <laughs> goes to blank movie. Um, he <laughs> is in a movie that you've never seen that you should have seen. He is uh, Francis in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I've, I know got, here, I've got here the implication, um, the implication that Pamela only bangs Scott while he's in wolf mode, <laughs> or ready to go into wolf mode. Correct. Go ahead. Pre or post wolf, but not. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's gross. <laughs> I know it's a small town, but w was that the only liquor store that they could find? You little bastard just won't give up, will you? There's more than one liquor store. That dude's a hard ass. He's not going to give us anything. Obviously, he th he sees through our shenanigans. <laughs> Let's go down the road to the next town. That might work. I don't know. I'm willing to bet. That a good portion of our listeners, at least, I know one of them, knows for goddamn sure the town I grew up in, because he grew up in the same town. Was it Dry County? No, no. not at all. Okay. I googled the population of my town like last year. It's 12? 4,000 people. Oh. That's my town. We had two liquor stores. Like, it, it's maybe a mile and a half from the western edge of town to the eastern edge of town, straight through. Mm-hmm. There's a liquor store on the western edge of town, and there's a liquor store on the eastern edge of town. The <laughs> same guy ran both? <laughs> I think maybe both. I can't think... Beacon Town had more than... That's the only liquor store they had. Yeah. This was the first time that I actually paid attention to the fact that I never realized until like this last viewing that when Styles brings in the keg that there were already several just waiting there to be tapped. Really? They went through all of that shit, For and no there's like four or five more... Easily. That he brings in. I mean, I know it's a raging party. On a but Wednesday. Do you think they're going to go through five more kegs before they get to the one that Scott finally was able to get with his werewolf voice and eyes? How long was your wedding reception? 
Uh, not that long. It was tapped. The how, keg was how tapped. How many of us did it take to tap the keg at your wedding reception? Two people. Uh, it was like five of us. Okay, fine. I get, I get where you're, I get where you're okay. coming from. I get where you're coming from, but it's. But the way he was building it up, it was like but he I, was but, the only one bringing a keg of correct. beer. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I just wanted the listeners to know that we floated a keg at your wedding reception in less than five hours. It was. I remember that night oddly it's enough. A mad, the badge of honor. It was. It's a badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> a for alcoholic. The conversation that Scott has with his dad is almost kind of like Peter Parker and Uncle Ben. Huh. Like. Like the guy, like Spider Man, like the rice guy, not that Uncle Ben. Like, a do you think Uncle Ben? Great power. Do you think Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima were related? <laughs> were they married? Are they brother and sister? They just had Uncle and Aunt, like Aunt Beru and. How come Uncle Wonder? Owen? Why? Why? Why come Wonder Woman doesn't have an Aunt Jemima? Why? <laughs> why is it Peter Parker gets an Uncle Ben, but Wonder Woman doesn't get Aunt Jemima? How come Rogue doesn't get Aunt Jemima? <laughs> it's bullshit, man. Who decided to mop an entire hallway while the students are in class? I never understood that when I was a kid either. It's just for laughs. Who You know it's just for why, laughs. Why are they mopping that one side? That This movie, honestly, made me terrified of high school. Well before ah, I was... Oh, I get that. Well before I was in high school. I totally get that. Because you it think looked, everything is out to get you. Yeah. 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 Or you were going to turn into werewolf. I wasn't afraid of that. Okay. I wanted that. Where do you think Boof got her nickname? Um, she killed Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> Was that the sound effect? Boof. <laughs> John Wilkes Boof. <laughs> if the dad can say woof, I guess she her name can be Boof. If if is I'm it a werewolf? I, 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 Scott, I'm a werewolf. I think I remember reading in the credits just last time it was B-O-O-F, correct? It is. That's what I've written down here. I don't know. Uh, I, there was something. I'd fight look, it. I would I'm, fight I may, an entire I'm not, I regiment of Nazis gonna, for her. I fucking uh, love Booth. I don't understand Scott and how blind he is in three quarters of this movie. Well, where uh, where Wolfia uh, causes blindness. Uh, that's apparent because Booth is amazing compared to Pamela. Yeah. Yeah. Hot. Likes you. And super friendly. Super friendly. Yeah. Willing to make out with you in a closet. Oh. Meanwhile, yeah. this twat <laughs> wouldn't stone, piss on you. Stone piss, cold bitch unless you're turned into a werewolf. Wouldn't piss you out if you were on fire with gasoline. And dates a guy named Mick. Yeah, I mean, I guess <laughs> you're, just, you're supposed to see it as Betty Veronica type thing. Blonde, yeah. popular. It's just... But Boof doesn't It's a formula unpopular. that they're following. Yeah. It's very much a formula. I think I had written down before, the guy who wrote this screenplay, who wrote this movie, Jeff... Um, Fahey. No. <laughs> I think his name is Jeff Loeb or... Uh, Buckley. He's actually written Lebowski. a fair amount... Will you stop? No, never. <laughs> he's written a fair amount of uh, graphic novels and comic books. Oh, really? So when you watch this, it's like watching the origin story of a superhero. Huh. Do you see that? Yeah. I see. That's very, what I saw very, this time. Very Spider-Man. Very Spider-Man. He's, he's written ben stuff and... for Spider-Man. He's wow. written stuff for Hulk. He's written a, a fair amount for Batman. Uh, Jeff Loeb has written a lot of comics. He's now in charge of actually Marvel television. Really? Right now, yeah. So that's, that's awesome. No, yeah. That's that's really cool. That's that and so clears a lot of things up. There of. was something that I was either watching or reading not too long ago. I think Boof came. The name itself came from his past, and it was a friend that or uh, that he knew 
Okay. As a child growing up. Okay. I think. Uh, yeah, that's what. There's one other note I put down here. It says the guy who's playing Chubby was actually 26, but Styles and the guy who played Mick, 27. Good God! How I th- old is I Michael think J. Michael J. Fox was 22, 23. Wow! But yeah, there were yeah, that's that's nuts. Uh, you know what? Know. You know the parody T-shirt, the the funny I I farted or <sighs> I smell farts T-shirt. Thing? Okay, yes. Like Wisconsin smells the dairy air. Those kinds of shirts. Right. I blame Styles for that being a thing. <laughs> what was the shirt that I wanted to? G- I said this is a great shirt. What's the one that he wears? What are you looking, looking at, at Dick, Dick Nose? Nose. <laughs> if, you, if you recall... In, That's probably the most iconic out of all of them. There's, uh, it's a first or second season episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay. Mac is wearing a shirt that says, What are you looking at, Dick Nose? The director of that episode was Jerry Levine, the guy that played Styles. Oh, that's cool. <clears throat> he directed several How episodes. Funny. He directed several episodes of Always Sunny. This is the first movie I can recall that, that there's like one... Like obvious representation of a full moon, and then everything else. Oh. It's the first time he transitions. There's a moon that they show at huh. the end after everything happens, and then anything else that happens, it's just by will. It's not by I only transition once the moon is full. Kind of that's a, cool. An, an interesting take. Kind of like with werewolf, rather than it being it only happens when it's a full moon. Huh. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you think the state athletic board would have anything to say about a werewolf playing for their team? Yeah, the Beavers. Yeah, I mean the kid's different. I'll give it that. He grows. <laughs> he's, he's got. He's got. A, he's got a follicle condition. I get that. That's that's fair enough. But he seems to become. He seems. To, he seems to have the strength of five or six people once he wolfs it, or wolfs out, or whatever. Uh no wolf. Uh no part. <laughs> I wish he would. I, fucking, I hate. I hate the drama director. Yeah, Anyways, because he's, okay, he's a drama director. No wolf. I didn't mean no wolf. No uh, <laughs> uh, wolf. No part. part. Uh, the this is supposed to take place. It's not. It's just to get into a trivia thing. Just to explain this part. This is supposed to take place in Nebraska. Okay. Okay. Cool. Do you don't think the Nebraska High School State Athletic Association would have anything to say about a werewolf? Single-handedly playing basketball against other teams. Well, his like, DNA didn't change. It's, he just it, he just shifted. Uh, it, that's, but he's when he's a dork, he can't. He can barely make he, a free throw. When he wolfs out, when he wolfs it, wolf. he, he can. <laughs> that's great. He can fucking dunk from the half court line. Essentially, great. no, that is not fair. Well, he's also three feet taller than Michael <laughs> J. Fox or Scott. You know, going now to local sports, a nine foot wolf man is stealing the scene in Beacontown, Nebraska. Take it away, Roadhouse correspondent Jamie Justice. (laughs) Hey guys, we are live here in Jasper, and I don't know anything about dogs playing basketball or anything like that, but Red's Auto Parts store is still very much on fire. It also looks now like the JCPenney and the photo mat are also in danger of being burned as well. Rescue crews have evacuated all non-essential personnel to the other side of the river. More on this story as it develops. Back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite line or piece of dialogue? Absolutely. I have two favorite scenes. I like I did did this. I have two favorite scenes. Three. One. No, I have two. But I have a favorite line that I'm going to read. 
Okay, go. And then you do your line, then I'll we'll go into the I have I have two. Two, okay. There are three rules that I live by. <laughs> never get less than twelve hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who has the same first name as a city. And never get involved with a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. You stick with that and everything else is cream cheese. It's Bobby Finstock. He's uh Coach Finstock. <laughs> When I rewatched this the last time, he he was just like the icing on the cake. Yeah, Everything that he was delivering was just perfect. Yeah. It was just so on he, point. He punctuates stupid. it by chewing his gum with oh, his mouth yeah. open. That really annoys my it wife. It does. It, it, it annoys. It, it, I want to Lisa punch. just I wants punch to punch someone. everyone yeah. in the throat who chews their gum like that. But when he does it, it's like it fits his character. Yes. Okay. I get that. Like he's just... Uh, he's, <laughs> Yeah, he's just a stray dog that found its its owner and given a little like a little purpose. It's a terrible analogy. He's moved up like he's kind of moved up a class. Mm -hmm. He was just a dirtbag, and now he's like a basketball coach at a high school. Right, but he still can't not chew his gum with his mouth closed. Right, I, I, absolutely. Is that all you have? Because that, that's my favorite line. Mm -hmm. So if you have lines over scenes or are they okay, together, my, well, my favorite scene is like I just I really like that whole party scene. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I like for someone who struggled to really get one keg of beer. It seems like he like Styles owned that party to run it. All of a sudden, why? Yeah. Like all of a sudden, he couldn't get he's, a keg of beer. He's titsmeister or whatever. Yeah, that is funny. That's something I was thinking about the other day. I'm glad we we now address that. I'm like, if he's just like, oh, and it comes in, he's basically the <laughs> MC of this this crazy ass MC Styles, you know. MC Styles. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I just I love I, just as a kid, I always liked that party scene, and I don't know why. But it's just risque enough, but it's not over the top. Sure. Other than the grease wrestling or whatever it is that the girls are doing, uh, whipped cream, yeah. Wh whatever. And then yeah. uh, my favorite line. Hey, Scotty, come on in. Great game out there today. You want a thigh or a wing or something? No, it's not necessary, Coach. Listen, you know, you know how you always said that if any of us guys have any problems, I mean, even personal ones, that we should come and see you? Hey, that's what I'm here for. Great, because uh, I got a problem. Oh, yeah? What kind of problem? As you can see, I'm a very busy man here. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's kind of complicated. Oh, oh, those kind of problems, yeah. What is it, drugs? Girls? Boy, I'd sure like to help you, but I'm really tapped out this month. The IRS is breathing down my neck like it's some kind of personal vendetta against Bobby Finstock. No, Coach. How can I put this? I'm going through changes. Oh, that. Don't worry about that. We all go through that. Some a little bit later than others. I'm sorry I didn't notice, but I haven't been hanging around the locker room all that much. No. You see, Coach, I, I just don't think it's going to be possible for me to play on the team anymore. Oh, yeah. Well, look, uh, Scotty, I know what you're going through. A couple years back, a kid came to me much the same way you're coming to me now, saying to me pretty much the same thing that you're saying. He wanted to drop off the team. His mother was uh, a widow, all crippled up. She was scrubbing floors. She had, uh, had this pin in her hip. So he wanted to drop basketball and get a job. Now, these were poor people. These were, these were hungry people with real problems. You understand what I'm saying? What happened to the kid? I don't know. He quit. 
It's the third stringer. I didn't need him. <laughs> oh, God. That was one of my scenes. It was okay. the fact that he's not listening to Scott at all. Uh, no. Drops well, no, he's listening this, to Scott. Well, he's listening to Scott, but as soon as Scott says, I got story. a problem, he's like, ah, uh, shit. I don't really want to deal with this. these little bastards called well, me on what this. happened to him? Uh, I don't know. He's a third stringer. He quit. I don't know. <laughs> and when I was a kid, I didn't know what that meant either, third stringer. Yeah. The fact, yeah, he was... I still don't get it. <laughs> third, what does third string on the Beacontown Beavers look like? If Scott's first string. If, no, if Chubbs is first string. Hey, that fat kid has a good arm, dude. He does. Yeah, From memory, I, dude. If From Chubbs, memory. If Chubbs and Scott are first stringers, third string are third graders. <laughs> I thought you were going to say if Chubbs and Scott got married. I was going to say, you know what? Good for them. It's Canada. They open a maple syrup farm, legalize weed and shit. <laughs> Tim Ford's, what? <laughs> I'm being serious. They I know. Op- they, good for them. They open. A, <laughs> good for you guys, eh? Open a gas station there. It's not Tim Ford's. What is it? Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. You said Tim Ford's earlier. I did. Which I'm sure you'd love to edit out that you won't be able. I'm to. I'm not gonna. When I f- up, I own it. Uh, yeah, and I would have thought about it if I thought about it earlier. I would have said it, but I completely forgot until you uh, said it. So I have. I think Tim was right. <laughs> That's we got Tim right. I have another question. Okay. How come how come the government doesn't show up and like make Scott into a super soldier or like try to like because it's Canada <laughs> suck his DNA out of him like they do in ET oh, or like yeah. the local police because it's Canada monster hunters although they did that to Wolverine Wolverine was Canadian angry so. villagers nobody like you said yeah the whole town welcomes him like just like instantly because they're like oh fuck, he's except a wolf. Lewis. Except Lewis. They're like, fuck, he's a wolf. And then they see that he's got mad game. And they're like, oh, shit, yeah. Scott can play b-ball. No, he can't. Scott but can, his werewolf can. Scott can, <laughs> Scott can throw that rock. He got a J. <laughs> he got a J. You are white, just like me. <laughs> I've got a J. I've got th- I'm throwing that rock up from here, yo. We're <laughs> playing b-ball outside of the school. Um, I do have a worst line. Uh, I don't, but I'm sure there's one in there. Oh, there's plenty. Yeah. It's not so much a line of dialogue, but it's, it's dumb that he has his own, like, dance in the third act. Like the, when they're at the- Oh, we'll get there. When they're- (laughs) We'll get there. When they're at the thing and they've got the- We'll get there. Big bad wolf. Okay. 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 Well, we'll do I that. have a little additional comment on that one. Well, just go now with it. No, no, no. Okay. I want to go back oh. to... Uh, Nathan's going to wolf it, you guys. Oh, yeah. Wolf, 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 wolf. I- I'm glad that we settled on one of the two scenes where actually both of our favorite scenes is just Coach Finstock going in on... He steals the movie, dude. He steals the movie, but there's one other scene, and it goes like this. Now, you just stick this in your pocket like this. All right? You go in there. You don't say anything except... Give me a keg, buddy. And you pay for it. That way he can't say you robbed him. You know I do this myself, but that old guy in there already kicked me out. Give me the gun. Ah. Give me the money. Uh, I'm going to try and buy it. That's no, it. No, no, That's no, 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 Scott. It, this style. guy is a ball buster, and it won't work. It. it won't work. Never 
think I'll leave it. No, no, no. Thanks a lot, Alice. <coughs> Bye. Do you have any more of that melon liqueur? My sister really liked that. Yes, thank you. Hey, Debbie, you Like a keg of beer, please. You don't say. Yeah, uh, how much is that? Your ID, Sonny. You little bastards just won't give up, will you? Listen, no ID, no goddamn beer. Can't you get that through your thick skull? Give me a keg of beer. I always assume it was like a like a pack of like white frosted donuts. Yeah, like ding dongs or yeah. something s- stupid. And I've, that's the only time in my life I've ever been scared of Michael J. Fox. <laughs> the eyes of the voice. The eyes. Man, oh, and you hear the that trailer in- was like that was the first Give me time. A keg of beer. Yeah, <laughs> let's make it sound weird, but not sinister in the actual movie. Okay, let's change it. Like, does yeah. it sound sinister? I saw your either. face when you heard it the first time. You're like. What? what? Yeah. Yeah, I did the same <laughs> thing when I heard it. I'm like, why didn't I just play the badass? Give what? me a cake of beer. Of beer. That's always been my favorite scene. The way the Whether heart... I was a kid, the heartbeat slowly <laughs> fades in, <laughs> and peaks, yeah. and then comes back down. It's This movie doesn't... I do have one objection to the scene, though. This movie doesn't deserve the amount of bullshit it gets. This is a good movie. You know what the problem with this scene is? What? What type of beer? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's Canada. Eh? They just have beer. Molson, <laughs> Molson, and everything else. It's Labatt. Eh? It's Labatt and Molson. It's a good beer. Eh? I uh, give me a keg. Of, give me a, a keg of beer. Eh? <laughs> give me a two four <laughs> of Labatt. Eh? <laughs> It's a jelly. <laughs> and a beer. Yeah, that's the only thing that bothers me is just in just in any movie ever done when they just reference beer. Yeah, well, give me a beer. There's always more than just a beer on tap. There's at least three. There's at least three, and it's usually going to be Bud Light, Coors Light, and Miller Light. Or Budweiser. When you say Budweiser, you've said it all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but they, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it snuck in. But yeah, there's more than just beer. It's you saw the whole the whole wall behind him with all of the all the liquors, all the liquors. How, I always noticed when I was from the, like the first time I remember watching this until even just now when you played that scene, the woman who's like, no, 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 not that, that the the melon liqueur. Like, calm down, bitch. Just come into the store. Just say and Midori. Ask- <laughs> if, if it's a melon liqueur, I just not even that. Just yeah. come in and just no, 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 no. Ask for what you want. I'm there's not, a na- there's the, the product has a name, man. Yeah, I'm not here for you to Tell berate me with man. your words. No, 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 no. I no, already no. have to deal with these <laughs> teenagers. Job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking <laughs> customers. <laughs> uh, if you could, if you could make one change to the film, what would it be? Before I look at my notes, I would say. Um, Scott goes rage wolf and kills everyone in the town. Now I will look at my notes. 
Um, <laughs> Scott goes Rage Wolf and kills everyone in the town. My magic wand would be that my Blu-ray copy had some sort of bonus You features. apparently did not see the special edition that cost $15 more. Or yeah, you would have a two and a half hour like documentary. Apparently. I don't want to pay $25 or $30 for a Blu-ray just to get a documentary. I will now knowing that it's only 25 bucks, but yeah. the last one I looked at was 39 or some shit. I think it's gone down. But what would be it's fun is now. if that Scott like killed Mick. <laughs> Where it goes from teen comedy to horror, like full, like just like I said with Edward, Edward Scissorhands, like he just goes full on malevolent and just shreds the whole town, just runs amok, and it turns into like a Universal early '30s, early '40s <laughs> horror movie, and the villagers or the the entire town of Beacon Town has to come after him. Or Kevin Bacon and with, Hollow Man. <laughs> well, Kevin Bacon would lead the charge. He would have the rifle with the silver bullet in it that would kill Scott and his dad. He doesn't need the. Now the he, question would be: well, this, He wouldn't need the rifle. He just needs the bullet. Correct, correct. But it would be he already a, has the rifle. It'd be like his grandfather's rifle or something like that. It would have a little bit of history. Uh, his um, own. It, rifle I guess. Has I guess. History. In this scenario. Mick would be played by Kevin Bacon, and he wouldn't be killed. He would be injured or maimed by Scott. Would he, he would skin the smoke go, wagon? He would. He would. He would then go out with the villagers backing the villagers' support in 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 in, in an effort to kill Scott and his dad, and end do the so. Cycle and do so. He would kill both Scott okay. and his dad. But we would end the movie with the question: Did Scott and Boof bang procreate in is the closet? There, is there a wolf baby? How long were they in that closet? Was wolf, it supposed wolf, to be? Wolf. Uh, I'm assuming it was like a seven minutes in heaven type thing. Uh, yeah, but not necessarily in that party scene. But I also think that the at the, some point the, the Scott and Boof had the, a... the tear marks on the on the back of the shirt. Mm-hmm. Just they don't line up. Well, that, that that doesn't work. Garments move. Uh, my my change would be Scott's horrible werewolf dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's either bad or it's over the top. It's also the song Bid, "Big Bad Wolf" Big by bad the wolf. by the Wolf Sisters is a piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. That's um, the name of the band. Yes, <laughs> yes. I actually looked up the artist. It's horrible. I would eliminate the werewolf dancing with my magic wand. Were they assembled for probably this movie? Okay. We, uh, the fact we that they had to call them werewolf sisters or the wolf it's, sisters. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. The pointer um, sisters. Do you want to hit up some trivia real quick? Uh, go ahead. Hit me up with your trivia. Okay. So the um, fact that we recorded 20 or so minutes. And then it sounded <laughs> like Smurfs. <laughs> Inexplicably, the, uh, the audio sounded like crap. We'd been, we'd been huffing helium all day. Yeah, or and then when you tr- did, were you trying to adjust it, and then it sounded like we were super stoned. It sounded like we had been huffing propane all day. Hey, and you know what? If we missed a section, send us an email. Hey, you didn't cover um, Scott's bowling ball. This or that, because well, I'm like, well, that got deleted, and then we forgot we had to record re-record it because you know, we don't check things off once we hit it. That's how we check things off, unfortunately. And, and while you're sending us an email telling us how badly uh, we screwed up, that email should go to sixpack.doublefeature six at gmail.com. Yeah. Chaser questions need to go to lisa.sixpack at gmail.com. We're going to do uh, some chasers this episode, right? That's what a fucking failure that was. Well, it was a failure because of my, that's a completely full bottle. I don't even know why I did that. I don't either. 
It's delicious. Uh, t-shirts are available at the Facebook page. Email us, sixpack.doublefeature at gmail.com. $8 plus shipping. So we're going to go into some trivia that we totally don't know anything about. Right after I say, I don't want to sell you some T-shirts, I just want you to buy a T-shirt. So, some trivia. <laughs> Scott's house is on Procreate. The... <laughs> Consume. Consume. Scott's house is on the same street as George's house and Lorraine's house from Back to the Future. You're not you're not nearly as impressed with this the second time through as you were the first time. But so yeah. peeping toms have been <laughs> roaming around there. It's good to know. Well, they're 1955 houses. When they're when when Scott kind of like the just birds, kinda, like Scott and Boofer just walking down the street. Yeah, yeah. I'm like that looks awfully familiar. I wonder. Meanwhile, then, down the street, uh, Eric so Stoltz is <laughs> going Back to the Future. Literally, you know, he only had like. 13, Four, 13 days left. 13 days left on this shoot before uh, Robert Zemeckis was going to go, you know what, this isn't working. This guy's a dick. Speaking of days, guess how many days it took to shoot Teen Wolf? Um, Pretend you don't know. Pretend we didn't talk about it 35 minutes ago. <laughs> 21? 21 days. Oh, my yeah. God. It's almost like we've done this it's before. It's almost like my memory <laughs> is perfect. I said, I think I said 18 before. You but did it, say 18. It was a short, I do remember that I think with a short budget, Quick shoot. They got to do it under 30 days. There's not a lot. I mean, once you get past the effect shots, yeah, that's got to be the bulk of it. Um, like I said earlier, they don't mention it, but it's set in Nebraska. Jerry Levine, the guy that plays Styles. Right. Um, this is his most notable film. He's been recognized. I swear I've seen him in a dozen other things. Oh, he's but, been no, he's been in, he's been in a zillion things. He's a great Every guy. time I see him, I go, I've seen that guy in, in Styles. That's Teen Wolf. What yeah. are you looking at, Dick Nose? He was at the uh, the Western Wall in Jerusalem, okay, and was recognized as Styles. Um, That's got to be a thing where you're like, ah, man, you know what? Thanks, thanks for watching. Thanks for thanks for the thanks for patronizing I'm the movie. Kind of in the middle of something. I'm kind of here on a thing for. I'm it's actually of... and it's actually him on the on the Wolfmobile. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to say Wolfmobile from here. <laughs> I'm gonna for the rest of the life of this podcast. Whenever we talk about wolves. Or the word wolf, I'm going to say woof. Or I'm going to try to say woof. He may forget. But that's actually him on top of the wolfmobile surfing. He was, or I'm sorry, on top of the van. Yeah, I was going to say, by the time it got to the wolfmobile, like you said, woof. it was just Scott or the wolf. Wolf, 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 wolf. <laughs> but that's uh, on top of the, the, uh, the white rape van. That's him. Um, doing that dumbass circle. So, and is he was tethered. Just, is it just the Beach Boys that play, or is it yeah, what's beach, the, what's, what's the, like what's beach? That? Why is it the Beach? I'm boys? gonna surf. I'm gonna surf and turf, turf and surf, surf. I'm gonna surf. That's you know, surf and stuffer. I, I save time. I just surf rather than turf and surf. I said, uh, I said to you in the uh, segment of this that was um, deleted. Deleted. There was the only scripted scene that was not filmed was when Scott goes on Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Yeah, I don't understand how that would work. I got to think if national if national br- <coughs> if coverage is happening, why the fuck isn't the army there making Scott a super soldier? Why aren't they making him into Wolverine? Why aren't they fusing his bones with adamantium, making him have claws and making him a fast healing super soldier of the night where he kills well, communists? If they're in Canada, that's why. Wolverine's from Canada. I know. Eh? Uh, you ruined my point. You've ruined your point. Oh. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Is it the saddest part or is it the happiest part that we get to go back in time and talk about the dong again? <laughs> oh, God. Yes, the dong. Everyone uh, knows, or I, w- I would assume everyone knows about the Daniel Dong Lewis. <laughs> dong Yil Son. Dong Yil Trump. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Dongy. You're out of your element. Long Duck Dong. <laughs> Dongle Duck. Oh, man. The penis at the end of the movie. Kevin Bacon, also known as. <laughs> So Long, cred- also credited as Dong Duck Dong. <laughs> the sweater dick. What do, what do we mean by sweater dick? Okay, it's not a dude. We it's know. not a dude. Let's it's, let's. Yeah, it's not a dude. It's a lady dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lady. It's not. It's she's a lady. <laughs> yeah, it's um, the at the end of the movie as Scott is hugging his dad and Boof. There's a person in the background. You don't see their head, but you see their penis. All the f- out of their the front of their jeans. You go to the uh, expanded or what do they what do they call it here the unmatted cut. Okay, it's just a twenty something, maybe early thirty something woman, long blonde curly hair who ate too many concession stand nachos. The theory, that's, the, that's one of the theories. Yeah, because anybody who sits down in the bleachers. And has to unbutton their pants and unzip them at the same, like, all together, has had, is either wearing pants that don't fit them, or they've had too many concession stand nachos. Or, or hot dogs or tacos or something. You got to fart, basically. You, <laughs> you got fart. the bubble guts. And, and you're in, this was filmed in Canada. No, it wasn't. It was filmed in L.A. So, wow. no. So, can't do a Canadian bacon joke there. Yeah. <laughs> So the the plot thickens. <laughs> the, the plot thi- thickens the, as we go back. The thick and if plot you realize, is- hey, that's funny because Travis said that it was filmed in Canada at least three different times earlier in this episode. He did. <laughs> um, that's what happens when you bite into a beer that has no like brand on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. They're all high school students. They're all underage. That's a little... Uh... Nathan is... Uh, it was at this point in the podcast that Travis realized that Nathan was drifting away from the dong topic of the sweater dick. Because um, we'd talked about it before. We had, and Nathan needs to stay on task. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lady that for some reason has un- unbuttoned and unzipped her jeans and then tucked her salmon-colored, flesh-colored sweater. Hot dog. Hot dog-colored <laughs> sweater. Oh. <laughs> Down into the zipper. Is it all Virginia. beef or is it pork and chicken? What was it? Pork and chicken. I think maybe Parts. both. <laughs> They're not, it's not. <laughs> the sweater dong. Um. But if you if you look at the unmatted shots, and you can find both of these on YouTube, you can find the one that says it's a dick, and you can find the unmatted that it clearly shows that it's a woman that doesn't have a penis. <laughs> I don't know. What, the, the jury is still out if it was a gag, if it was some sort of... Uh, is this the last shot? I, was this the last shot of the movie by chance? I don't know if they knew that. It's the last shot that we see of the movie. Well, other yes. than the, the weird the last, faded... last filming shot, I was wondering. Was it a goof? Was it like a maybe like, it was I got shot it. in the chronological order and this yeah. was like the last shot of the day, of the week, mm-hmm. of the 
sure. whole 21, shoot. The, yeah, the three twenty-one weeks. days. Maybe the lady had to like she got her menzies. She was bloated. She had to fart. She couldn't. They wouldn't let him leave to go fart or poop or pee or whatever. It, but looks like person is hanging dong, and it's not. It's a person that it looks like they're hanging dong, but they're hanging sweater. It's a sweater dick. Do you have a recommendation? Is there a similar or equal film? I put in Karate Kid. No basketball. Still the underdog story. Mm -hmm. Okay. Directed by the same guy who did Rocky, but it's just it's eighty it's eighties high school, just not as comedic. But in my opinion, just as enjoyable, just in a, on a different level. Rocky's not as comedic as Teen Wolf. No, I think Karate Kid's not. As I think Karate as Rocky. Karate Kid is much more drama than it is comedy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said a similar or equal film. I said Air Bud. <laughs> it's a dog that plays basketball. <laughs> I hate you. Um, if I'm being serious, though, I would say Weird Air Science. Bud. <laughs> I would say I would, I would say Air Bud too. two. Air That's Bud. totally better. Air Bud. Well, they really came into their own. No, I would say Weird Science because well, no, that makes sense because it's it's kind of teen awkward and teen awkward. But Weird Science takes teen awkwardness and blends it with Frankenstein, whereas this takes teen awkwardness and blends it with the Wolfman. Right. Not a lot to right unpack there. No, that's what I'd say. Also, we've done this uh, already, so we're trying to get through it pretty quick. Um, what are your final thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Now, uh, next is Back to the Future. Um, <laughs> kidding. Uh, final thoughts are <laughs> Teen Wolf kind of has all the benefits and, and none of the curses that, that true werewolf movies usually have. It pretty much It's pretty much just a teen comedy with, like, it kind of... It's, it's almost a college comedy. It's almost... I mean, all the things that they're pretty much doing... Are college Are almost, almost college Yeah. But... It just has a werewolf facade. It's not a real like werewolf movie. I, in all honesty, if they're not they're not killing people, if nobody's died, no. I mean, maybe there are a few chickens, but outside of that, that's 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 about it. It's it's definitely more of a teen comedy than it is a werewolf movie. <laughs> I first saw this movie in 1987 or 1988. As I don't, I didn't tape it off TV. Um. Perhaps my parent, maybe I did, but I feel like my I don't remember learning how to run the VCR until I was older. So someone taped it, but it was the 1987-1988 NBC weekly movie, um, like a Sunday weekly right. movie of Teen Wolf. I remember even for well, it was the 80s, but it was kind of raunchy for at that time. But for not what you were yeah, but not bad. Well, not like Revenge of the Nerds or Porky's or anything. And like you said, it's an underdog. Sort of an underdog story, but not over the top underdog story. It's it's you just, could almost mostly call it a family movie. Yeah, and it's kind of corny and cheesy. It's yeah. not as much funny as it is charming. It's way more charming than it is funny. It's not really that funny of a movie. Yeah, there's like there's some stuff I laugh at. But mm -hmm. there's Coach no, Finstock is he steals the show. Yeah, he steals the show. There's no grand message to it. It's just a I said sort of dark here, but it's not really that dark. There like there's a little darkness to it, like. Scott kind of lashing out at uh, Chubbs, not Kevin Bacon. Um, Mick, Mick, <laughs> not Kevin Bacon. Um, Dick, Dick, uh, Mick the Dick. It's sort of dry, sort of eighties. Michael J. Fox before he was Michael J. Fox, like he was Michael J. Fox, 
But he was Michael J. Fox. Just we're like, uh, let's see what he could do with this. And then we get into what happens next. Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis bring you Back to the Magic. Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Back to the Fantastic. Back to the action. Whoa, this is heavy. Back to the past. An absolute dream. Take it for yourself. Back to the future. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. In Back to the Future, rated PG. Sneak preview tonight. Check newspapers. <clears throat> rated PG because his mom tries to bang him <laughs> in a car. Could have been rated G for gross. <laughs> Or E for ew. <laughs> Not everyone, oddly enough. Right. Everyone yeah, is E. Everyone, yeah. Um, e is ew. Ew. Uh, the way this, the way this movie opens. Who the f*** goes to play guitar, like, to rock out like that 20 minutes before they have to go to school? Well, he wasn't, it wasn't even 20 minutes before school. He was already late. Yeah, he was, but, but... he thought he was 20 minutes uh, someone who does, did you see the house he lives in? Or should you say, did you see the family that he lives with? Kind of. Okay. All right. I still stick but... with my answer. I get it. though. <laughs> uh, but I love how this film opens. There's like the movie that like the camera itself, when it opens and goes through all of Doc's entire Doc's clocks re- re- By the residence. Way, what a cool name for a store where Doc Brown just sells timepieces. That Doc's, are all Doc's that all have horrible but timepieces. D O X C L O X. Because he's oh. he's cool. He's cool. Well what I was saying was is it I love how what it does is you're bombarded with like ticking clocks. Time. You're bombarded, yeah, you're with, bombarded time. with time. Letting you know that uh, time places had never got wrong in this movie. It's important, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then the camera then tracks right and then left for two and a half minutes without cutting. Because it's just following. God damn, it's a sexy it's, shot. Yeah, it so is. Beautiful. It is. It's my fa- I think when I was writing on my blog that that was probably my favorite just opening scene. <clears throat> where can the everything. Uh, where can the three or four people that listen to us uh, check out your blog? <laughs> uh, it is uh, the inconsistent writer. Oh, consistently inc- It is definitely inconsistent right now. Consistently inconsistent since 2007. Yeah. I believe I came up with that tagline. I think you did. <laughs> I came up with the, the tagline. I don't know about the dates, but yes. But it's I just and then it, it goes to the Dante my, thing. Is it that goes, what you yeah, said? That's what I was going to say. It goes it uses to television to tell part of the story. Yep. Somebody but I still, it just it it lays and then lays you see everything. the plutonium. You see, yeah. Well, it's not just that. I mean, there's for there's foreshadowing of Doc hanging from the clock tower. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a brief synopsis of Doc Emmett Brown's history, probably burning. Uh, his family's mansion down. <laughs> Probably an experiment gone wrong is most likely what happened. Hey, listen. And, and how he's been all... able to continue funding his scientific work. We've all burned our family's houses down a time or two by trying to have some sort of experiment. I don't know what you're trying to say there, but f*** you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see Doc's like sleeping quarters, which is very small. <laughs> the JVC camcorder, a news broadcast about stolen plutonium, inventions that uh, continue to run while... Uh, well, it appears that no one is home, including the really disgusting, like the dog fifth, food, like cow can dog. The Rube kind of, the kind of Rube Goldberg. It's just oh, I'm gonna stop you real quick. The uh, the lady doing the the uh, the newscast 
she's in one of my other favorite Robert Zemeckis movies. Oh, the news cam lady? Yeah, yeah. She's in used cars. I think she, I've seen her in a ton. Of she, stuff. She's a great character actress. Man. Okay, but she's she's one of the she's the female lead in used cars with. Uh, she's uh, a Megas lady. Yeah, a six pack double That's feature cool. favorite Kurt Russell. Oh yeah, have you have you seen used cars? Right? Yeah, it's been a little while, but just yes, watched I it. I just watched it like a week ago. Um, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I think uh, Marty when, arrives, enters, skateboard rolls, and bumps into the stolen case of plutonium yep. under the bed. Uh, Marty starts flipping switches and turns a dial on to he, something. Dude, he turns that fucker up but to you 21. Don't, but the thing is, is fuck don't 10, know fuck he, 11. He turns that shit up to 21. He doesn't know what he's... You don't know what he's turning on initially. Correct. Upon first viewing, you don't know he's going to rock out. <laughs> dude, when you start to feel that hum, I feel it in my feelings. You yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's when I'm just like... My teeth start rattling and I'm just like, uh... That's the biggest damn amplifier known to man at that time. Going, this is, what is he doing? He's standing in front of it, and then He's the dean blow his dick off. Man. Yeah, and then he then you see the dean Cundy reflecting on the uh, pick. on the guitar pick, yeah. and then and then he gets pulled across, <laughs> and everything he basically exploded. He basically <laughs> travels time right then and there, right through the source of his own <laughs> just open E chord. <laughs> <laughs> and shit foolery. <laughs> shit foolery. <laughs> um, well, just number because... one, how is he not dead or deaf and ears bleeding? Correct. But yes. Doc calls him. Like prior to. Number one, how did he know he was there? At his house? Well, yeah. it was in the morning. It was like late, like like early, like one one twenty some in the morning. Oh, no. I was thinking about the fact that he calls his house and Marty's there after he's. Blown up the amplifier. Oh, that no, I'm skipping ahead. Oh, okay, I'm. I'm. You described that scene way better than I could have. Okay, how visible did Burger King want to be in this movie? More visible than you would think. Yeah, it's not a Mac and Me level uh, visibility, but if you could get us in a couple of shots as Marty's doing something cool and fun, that'd be great. At least one. Where he's doing like, is a, there more, like a skateboard thing. Do the kids do skateboard things now? Yeah, let's let's do that. You realize that all of the things that are around just the garage now that is Doc's like mm, residence, yeah. he sold probably just so he could keep doing his experiments. He probably sold all of his land, including the Burger King Corporation, so he could continue building his time machine. That's six-pack double feature brought to you by Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> No, and that's, you don't, my, so, and you fast forward to after, you know, Strickland, you figure out that Marty's sort of a, he's not a, he's not a punk, but he's sort of a, he kind of flies in the face. He's a bit of a, he's not a loser, but he sure isn't. Doesn't take any guff, eh? He doesn't take guff, but he also is not, yeah, I don't, what word I would put him in, because he's not a trouble, well, maybe more like a. He's a cool kid. He's he's a a cool kid. kid. Or at least he thinks he's a cool kid, and he's a little bit of a troublemaker, but not like, like he's not bullied. He's not throwing cherry bombs down the toilet. He's not, he's he's no, he's no tannin. Okay, he's not a tannin. So you fast What's forward. That? You fast forward through the. He gets the tardy scene. He gets the save the clock tower. All that yeah. to to what to me is one of the most important scenes in this. I had never seen a person like sleep in their clothes. Until you saw like Doc Marty call- McFly sleep in his clothes. Doc calls I never him. thought about that, but that's true. I never really 
Recall, and he sleeps really weird, if you notice. Like, his arms are all oh, contorted yes. backwards. And yeah, his, it's like he's, Yeah, he sleeps really uncomfortably. To this day. And still gets called at 1 o'clock at midnight. And wakes, in the, and and gets bon- up, and then he... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I'll he be right there. Bonbons or whatever. I uh, <laughs> am known for... Sleeping in your clothes? Sometimes. Getting drunk and falling asleep on the couch in my clothes. And I've been watching this movie... Since 1988. I've been watching this movie for 30 years, since I was eight years old. When I wake up in my clothes... I'm, I'm Marty like, McFly. I McFly'd it, man. <laughs> I say it to myself. I pulled a McFly, <laughs> and I don't feel bad about it. I can, I can sleep in my clothes, and it's not, okay. It's not that I don't do... I, if, as long as I don't do, it, don't do it every day, Yeah, I'm cool with it. <laughs> what purpose would it serve, and what experiment would be needed in order to set all of your clocks at your house 25 minutes slow? Other than well, for a, okay. other than for a not even a joke, but a oh shit, I'm late for school. <laughs> so, Damn, I'm, I'm late for school. Other than driving in that song, I don't understand why he would set his clocks all every single clock twenty five minutes. Oh, my experiment worked. So my wife, why her alarm clock is set around nineteen minutes slow ahead. It's probably ahead. It's ahead. Yes, yes, it's ahead. If it's her, slow, then it's so round. She for, probably doesn't have a job right now. Is what I'm going to get. No, for round figures, <laughs> I know mine wouldn't. <laughs> if it if, was, if her alarm clock goes off and it says seven fifty, it is seven thirty. Right. So I can't do that. We do that. I can't do that. I understand why it it's makes done. it puts a little more get up and go in your get up and go in the morning. Is it because you're like oh my god? And then you're like, oh yeah, no, it's not. It does. It puts a little shock. <laughs> puts a little shock and panic in you for a second. <laughs> oh, I'm awake. Nope, cool. I'm awake. Brush my teeth. I'm like, sweet. I got 20 extra minutes now to be awake and brushing my teeth. But I don't see Doc having a. Like, he doesn't work at Best Buy. We're back in those days, Circuit City, or I don't see him on any type of normal schedule to begin with. Doctor Emmett Brown? Yeah, no. It's just a f- with Marty. <laughs> I know he's going to be there. He's going to plug in his teeny tiny guitar into that giant amp. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. My experiment worked. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Hello? Nathan? Yeah? Hey, it's Travis. Hey, Travis. Hey, are you in the studio? I totally am. Sweet. Hey, guess what? What? See the clock on the wall? Uh Uh-huh. What time does it say? It says um, 5 o'clock. Hey, it's 4.35. You're f***ing late. (laughs) How many times did it take you to realize it was Huey Lewis that was holding the the, uh, megaphone? Third. Third, third fourth. Maybe. Okay. No. I've always been really good at that because my... As long as you knew... I, old I had, enough to know. My yeah. mom would my mom would point that kind of shit out and I noticed it. Sorry, kid. Music's just too darn loud. Sorry, fellas. You're just too darn loud. And like and they were. And they were playing a shitty Huey Lewis song. Like, and the oh, fact that the name of the band was Lewis. like The Pinheads. Which is a Ramon song. <laughs> yeah. Bullshit. Well, scene is quite dangerous. I always thought as a kid that I loved how Marty hitched a ride on the back of like cars the jeep yeah like any car like the truck or the jeep or whatever just to get around town a little bit faster than just having to just kick it with his leg i just don't understand how he didn't get arrested (laughs) or killed or killed exactly (laughs) i'm gonna say this in the place where i grew up if some asshole was cutting donuts in the like grocery store parking lot at one in the morning the cops turned up pretty quick 
Yeah, you can yeah, you can drive 90 miles an hour being chased by Libyans in a VW bus with a rocket launcher out and no one shows up. Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Exactly. Yeah, that's, that doesn't happen. That's going to draw some Glendale attention. Galleria either. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't in Whittier? No, I don't think it was Whittier. I um, think it was Glendale Galleria. If I not, love, it's, it was, yeah. I love the connection that Lost did by making the Dharma Initiative vans being blue VW buses. That's cool. That I don't know cool. if it I'm sure it was on purpose, but even if I it also wasn't. love the connection that it could have been a Dharma Initiative thing <laughs> that made Doc Brown do his thing. Probably not. Probably just a visual thing that J.J. Abrams did. Maybe. What if J.J. Abrams redid Back to the Future? Yeah. It'd be the only way I'd want to watch it. It'd be the only way I'd want to watch it. And even then, it still feels like sacrilege. <laughs> that would be sacrilege. Um, that just came to me just now. It's not part of my notes. So uh, don't take that as I'm canon. Like, I'm like, not until I was older did I realize not only how unhappy Lorraine was with her life, but that she was possibly God. an al- alcoholic. I didn't realize it because when I was Because of younger. how unhappy she was with yes. her life. Yeah. I did not realize every time she gets up, into the goes into the kitchen, and she keeps pouring more vodka into her glass just straight i'm like god she make hates her they her make, life they make her look like a bag of dead leaves man yeah I, i'm with she you. looks like going, horrible going back into it it's like i just watched i watched it for this and i was like i don't like this this is <laughs> only kind of makes you feel uncomfortable because they're does. like they're not happy <laughs> at all well did you see george mccly <laughs> As he pours the entire box of peanut brittle into the, a in, bowl and it fills like, over the edges and falls over. Yeah, I'm like, who eats that much peanut brittle? <laughs> Someone who doesn't need any of their fillings, apparently. <laughs> That's so much peanut brittle. That is, that is like two or three pieces. I'm done. So thank you. <laughs> I'm still working on the first you tiger. Oh, I love. Uh, uh, fillings are hot. Yeah. If you. Uh, <laughs> I thought his middle name was Lewis. <laughs> I'm no physicist, but if you take a car, uh-huh, and instead of aluminum or just like 18 or 20 gauge steel, you make it out of stainless steel, that's a heavy fucking car. Heavier, like physically heavier. Then you add in, you know, say all the gears it takes and electronics and wiring and guts and stuff it takes to make that car, you know. How much more do you think that DeLorean would like physically weigh? At least a couple more tons, I would assume. I would, I would think at least another ton. At least another ton. I, again, I don't know shit about well, everything's time in the, travel. You would think in all of that hardware and weight would be in the trunk, which is technically the front of the car, bro. bro because the car, bro. because the engine's in the back, bro. The flux, the flux capacitor alone. That's bro. bro. <laughs> Logistically driving a car ninety miles an hour in a. <laughs> No, where and, I grew up and, or where you grew no, up? No, because just, where just, I grew up, it was a fucking common thing. Logistically driving a car 90 miles an hour in a mall parking lot <laughs> with wet streets, uh-huh. you know, wet roads, uh-huh. trying to outrun Libyans. And then he's like, hey, I'll just, I'm driving 90 miles an hour, and now I'm driving into a photo mat, not thinking at the time that if I hit 88 miles per hour, I'm going to see some serious shit. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that he disappears and then it's like, did he think the flux capacitor was off? He had no idea what he was doing. He was just trying to get away from getting shot with a bazooka rocket launcher, whatever, from the Libyans. Some dumb. (laughs) The Libyans! (laughs) You know what happened? You know what this is? Huh. 
this is the California wave of the uh, Invasion USA. <laughs> oh, oh. It finally hit California. Okay. So Invasion know. USA. They found me. I don't know how, but they found me. I love, that they, I love how they take the piss out of Ronald Reagan as being the president. An actor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just wait till 2016. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Just wait. Uh uh, do you do you realize that Emmett Brown is listed as a scientist in the phone book in 1955? No, I never saw that. I stopped that when he went down. He was like, "Great, you're alive!" And then he rips out the page. Before he does that, it says Doctor Emmett uh, Emmett Brown, and it says scientist, and then his phone number. That's like awesome. it actually showed his occupation in the white pages. <laughs> Did it do that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if it did that, but it did at, it in this. I haven't white pages in years. All right. Let me back up. What doesn't work? Oh. Hold on. There's not a lot. No, it's just the only things that don't work are is visual. If, they're, at this point in history, that, they're, they're What visual. doesn't work are things that you overthink about rather than just enjoying the movie for what it is. Okay. Okay. Everything, and I will say now, this, mind you, everything. Anybody who's watching this movie, who anybody's listening to this podcast and has watched this movie, knows the beginning, the middle, and the end, and how it ends, and all that shit, and how two and three go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are Marty's older siblings still living at home with their parents, especially after the updated timeline? Uh, I you d- t- does not uh, compute. Uh, <laughs> If they're that successful with George's newfound confidence and outlook on like, how would this be possible? Well, Marty, I always wear a suit to the office. Yes. And you still live with your parents? Also, maybe, maybe it's just, a fucking Saturday. <laughs> maybe they just stop by for coffee. It doesn't matter. That doesn't work. I'm sorry. I don't, you're blowing my mind. I, re- I don't like what you're saying. I don't, I reject that it. was the thing that I came up with Wrong. earlier this morning. I said, hold on. It's not just the fact. <laughs> Fake news. It's not just the fact that they're living with their parents still in a really small house that probably only has two bedrooms, maybe three at the most. I hope it have four because there's four nope, people. No, it's just three. I don't know. It probably, I would hope it would be four as well. So Jimmy Olsen and Wendy Joe Sperber are living together and Marty. They're pulling out the. Con- they're, pull- <laughs> they're pulling out the. Uh, are you going to make a Bosom Buddies reference? No, not at all. You should make a Bosom Buddies reference. Nah, I would not because I couldn't. It's been so long. It's not. It's not even remotely in the in my mind. Uh, it's just. <laughs> but the, what bothers me is the fact that the changed timeline. They're still eating, but they're showing that. Oh, look how much better we are! I still. I always wear a suit to the office. Okay, you still live with your parents, and you're probably twenty four. It most twenty two. Because Marty's got to be what seventeen, eighteen at, and then it's Saturday because that's Friday night, and he's dressing up. Maybe he's maybe he's still not working. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. <laughs> he actually, you know, his brother actually Dave doesn't work. But however, the the most mind blowing thing. What if he's a stand up comic? No, I always wear a suit to the office. He's like <laughs> he's, he's a stand up like, comic. He's uh, what's his name? Uh, Dave Coulier or Mulvaney or whatever they wear the suit, and he's just. I always wear a suit to the office. The office being Bob Saget, you know. <laughs> Bill Burr. But no, but Bill here's Hicks. here's the thing. Greg. The other thing that's really weird. Jimmy Olsen is is Marty McFly's brother. Golly, Miss Lane. What if that's his job? Like what he's if Jimmy he's, Olsen? He what works if, at Metropolis. What if his job is he's Jimmy Olsen? Now that would be funny. <laughs> Golly, Marty. <laughs> 
You sure did go back to the go, that I gotta, time. I gotta go to my internship at the Daily Planet. That's why he lives at home. Okay, well that he's I a, get. He's okay. an unpaid internship. All right. What if also? What if you realize that a lot of millennials move back in with their parents? <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's much more relatable now. Thirty years later. <laughs> See, in the 80s and 90s, we actually just moved out and stayed out. It's like in the 2015 (laughs) to 2020 era now. This is so relatable. What? Well, Dave moved back in with his parents. And and he's he's 24. And and he's going to work. And he's working on Saturday. (laughs) And she's on a show with Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari. So I, totally I forgot she was in Bosom Buddies. I can move back home. That's why I know her face so much. I never thought about that. Uh, you know, Mark- she's been dead for like 20 years. Really? She's been dead for a while. Oh. Rest well. Rest well, Wendy Joe Sperber. Um, Send one up. What also doesn't work, Marty McFly is a 17-year-old high school student whose best friend appears to be a 65-year-old disgraced <laughs> nuclear physicist. But he can shred the shit out of a Huey Lewis song. Well, maybe Doc can too because he's got he owns the amplifier. Maybe Doc's like what side hobby a, is he's got a just band. Like, they just jam all the time. They got a top forty cover band. That would be cool. Marty and the Doc. What if we called it instead of Marty and the Doc? What if we called it Rick and Morty? <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> uh, Marty spends half of the movie stopping his mother's sexual advances. Yeah, that doesn't work when you really think about it. If you don't think about it and just watch the movie for what it is, who cares, whatever. But if you really get in your head, it's like, why does his mother keep coming on to his own son and doesn't really realize it? Because it's just like, uh, that hurts my brain. Was that, a, was, was that a direct take the piss from Empire Strikes I d- Back? I don't think so. I've heard, but that would be funny if I've it was. I've heard that it was a bit of... <laughs> Like when I try when I kiss you, it feels like kissing my brother when she says that. <laughs> right. That that for sure was taking the piss from Empire Strikes Back. But was the whole I, that Oedipal thing, man? It's gross. My last bit was uh, that that a time traveling white boy created rock and roll. Oh, I have I have a thing for that. <laughs> I discovered I, I discovered it today. It's a it's a oh baby oh baby so. Not only is Chuck Berry the kind of sex criminal that videotapes people peeing, he's a thief. Chuck Berry thieved rock and roll. From Marty McFly? Where did Marty McFly get it? Uh, From Chuck Berry. Where did Chuck Berry get it? From Marty McFly. Where did Marty McFly get it? Oh, my brain hurts now. (laughs) It's a paradox. It's a paradox. All of a sudden, time doesn't exist. Dinosaurs oh, are <laughs> wonderful. You wake up in the morning and dinosaurs are working the drive through at Burger King now. <laughs> and here we are. And Darth, there's Marty grabbing the back end of the truck. Darth Vader is driving to school. Darth Vader's driving the Jeep <laughs> that Marty grabs <laughs> right. the back of. And here we are. Because Chuck Berry invented rock and roll that Marty stole from Chuck Berry that invented rock and roll that Chuck Berry stole from Marty McFly that invented rock and roll that stole from Chuck Berry. <laughs> Stop you're making my brain hurt. <laughs> That was, you know that was in my head on a Saturday morning. Okay, now, you see, there's more than one time that he grabs the back of a car. In fact, he grabs the back of a police vehicle uh, when he goes home after the it's audition. A, it's a good thing he's white. Otherwise, right, that would shot. not have happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, in the movie Black to the Future, that would have gotten him killed. <laughs> it was a five-minute short film. It's actually the Family Guy bit. Uh, oh, yeah? 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. I did not. And he was driving like a big, like a fucking cutlass or some shit. And he had, instead of, uh, instead of, uh, Huey Lewis, it was like, uh, some funk shit. Here's a clip. Rufus Griffin stars in Life to the Future. We talking Marty Mix Superfly, dick. Marty, I want to be your fine, sweet ass bitch. Damn! Brother Dodd kissed his mama! Oh, yeah. Get me, Isaac Hayes. Isaac, you know that new sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. <laughs> and then I was just, my advice with this movie, as brilliant as it is, is to not to look not to look too closely at certain elements. By the way, we're still. Or on they what, may melt your brain. We're still on what does just it like work? Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming we're to believe that several kids had been climbing that tree to take a peek at Lorraine Lorraine's boobs. So it was Lorraine. Okay. So obviously uh, th- that she liked to change with her. She she liked she was voyeur. She liked to open and open up her windows and just. Show everybody your tatas is my assumption. Because I don't know that she was necessarily knowing she was showing everyone her tatas. Uh, she once you have that first scene with with Marty in his mom's bedroom as a teenager. You I mean, think, she's a trouser hound. You know, I thought of another thing because she's work. she's she's just in a comfortable bedroom changing her clothes, and then these idiots are the ones climbing the fucking tree. I mean, binocular. I mean, you got to get a good look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Bird watching. Yeah, they're bird watching. <laughs> the titmouse is a bird. <laughs> I... <laughs> what were you gonna say? The other. Got, thing... By the way, we are fucking wasted at this point. <laughs> I, I, looking looking back, I would say that. The the producers of this film were all right with the fact that Biff had murderous intentions. He he had some rage issues. Yeah, well, uh, Biff was going to ram Marty into a manure trailer and most likely sever him, like in the ab from the abdomen. Sure. He was going to be in two parts at the sure. end of that scene. <clears throat> this, um, what, what, and what they do in this movie, or in this even in this series with in this series, but basically in this movie with Biff, did you? Fucking hate Biff. I'm like, yeah, because he's a bully, right? But you still kind of love him. No, not really. No, there's no, there's no redeemable for him. Not, not really. No, I don't. You don't I'm feel so, the, you don't feel a little bit of good in him for what? What? What is? I don't where's know. the good part? Maybe it's a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing. I don't know. The, like, I saw the good in Darth Vader. I sure as hell didn't see it in Biff. Biff is horrible. He was going to rape Lorraine. He was. No, he's a bad person. He's a, he's a bad person. <laughs> he was going to kill Marty. He was going to break uh, George's arm. I mean, he's do you, a horrible do you, piece of shit. Do you hate him? Do I don't. You, do you hate him? Like, I, do you I violently hate him? I don't him? hate him. I just that's 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 my point. But he plays it so well that you want to hate him. That's what it is. You don't. I, uh, thank you for articulating that okay. because I'm, that's what I was trying to say. Because apparently, he's, there's nothing redeemable about him. Apparently, Tom Wilson is a wonderful human no, being. He's, though. That's no, he's no. By all reports, you've watched Freaks and Geeks, yeah. right? Yeah. Man, he's so good at that. He is. Have you seen his stand-up stuff? No. Okay, I might have to bring something up here a little bit later. No, bring in, it up now. Is it on YouTube? Can uh, we can we link it? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I want to watch that so bad. Hold on. When I'm flying in a plane or I'm on the street There's a lot of famous people that I like to meet 
they shake my hand and never ask my name And they start asking questions that are always the same Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice What's Michael J. Fox like? Nice guy What's Michael J. Fox like? He's an alien Stop asking me the question to the bar mitzvah of my nephew Josh Now I'm not Jewish but I like to nosh Put on my yarmulke, started to pray When the rabbi leaned over and I heard him say Hey, was that real manure? No it wasn't Was that real manure? No, was that real manure? It's a movie, stop asking me the question Can we take your picture? Come on, look mean would you call my friend a butthead on his answering machine? Hey, questions, questions, just fill my head. I went to my doctor, my doctor said, Hey, what does a key grip do? Set up lights. What does the best boy do? Help the key grip. What does a producer do? I don't know. Stop asking me the question. Do you all hang out together? No, we don't. How's Crispin Glover? Never talk to him. Back to the future for not happening. Stop asking me the question. Hey, who's the nicest famous guy you know? Adam Sandler. Who is the biggest jerk? Gary Busey. How much money do you make more than you do? So stop asking me the question. Thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks for out. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know he did stand up. Yeah, I I don't know if he does it now, but he was doing it at least 10, 12 years ago. <laughs> I and... just assumed I just assumed he was like Nicolas Cage in Leaving Las Vegas and drinking himself to death. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> what the fuck else have you seen him in since Freaks and Geeks? I've seen him in Freaks and Geeks. I remember him in the TV show Ed that was on for like three or four years. Was he really? I think so. I know he had a reoccurring role. I don't know how I don't remember how big it was, but I do remember seeing him in that. But yeah, it's true. He's not been in a ton of things. I think he's done a lot of TV acting and stand up. He just did a lot of touring i hope he's i hope he, he was good with his money i hope he was like i hope his agent was good with him on back end because i truly i love him in freaks and geeks right as a gym coach um but as soon as you see him you assume he's, he's going to be he's an gonna asshole be, he's gonna be biff not biff necessarily but he's but gonna, he's be, an gonna asshole. be yeah yeah i don't i don't <laughs> know how long he he did this for but he carried around a business card that was like small uh-huh. type that had a bunch of information on it I'll go through like a few of the lines here. Oh, it kind of yes. it kind of hits the same thing on the song that he did. Sure, he's like, "I'm Tom Wilson. I was in all three Back to the Future movies. Michael J. Fox is nice. I'm not close with him in contact with him. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is nice. He is a very shy man. Crispin Glover is unusual, but not as unusual <laughs> as he sometimes presents himself." <laughs> We got along nicely. Leah Thompson is nice. Eric Stoltz originally played Marty, but was fired due to performance issues. The first movie was shot in 84 and 85. The sequels were shot back-to-back, never before attempted by a movie studio, which is true. Right. I could keep going on, but there's no need to go on. He, he, he talks about the DeLorean, how poorly it was constructed, or at least how many issues they had just with using that DeLorean for the three movies. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. How big of a lottery ticket would you have to win to buy a DeLorean? That ran without issues? Like street ready. How much money would I have had to win in order to do like, for me to most, want to do it right, like, justifiably? Like, so, here's here's an example. Most folks say like, man, if I won a million dollars, I would do bleh. blah blah blah. If I like me I need a hundred million dollars before I would justify spending money on on a functioning 
like DeLorean. Like, and, w- and when you say functioning, you mean like functioning? That, looked like, that looks like Doc Brown's DeLorean. Oh, I don't even want it to look. I, it doesn't have to have all the lights and shit. <laughs> I just want it to be built. Does it have the vents on the back? No, not even because if you look at a DeLorean without the vents, it looks doesn't look like the back of the future. It's, cars it's got it, it loses yeah. some ass. Yeah, I need it, it to loses be his ass. <laughs> I need it to be built, gone through by a, a certified mechanic, and then driven for like 150, 200 oh, miles to get get the kinks out. Two hundred thousand miles or two hundred miles? Well, a car that yeah, old, two hundred miles, probably. Because <laughs> there's a company in Austin, oh. Texas that will that, that that bought all the knockdown parts. Once the DeLorean, once right. John DeLorean went went to jail for all this uh-huh. shit, um, they bought all the parts, and you can still buy to this day. You can parts buy, for your no, you can buy a fucking full on DeLorean. Well, DeLorean, that was they'll one of the build parts. the and put it together, and then they'll drive it. They to you. in in some of the uh, for me though, million bucks. And a bit of the trivia, DeLorean, John DeLorean actually wrote a letter to Zemeckis and Bob Gale, the the producer and director, and the two writers. Those those guys wrote it together, and one produced, one directed, obviously, um, and said thank you for using the DeLorean by and you you immortalized my car. He fucking well, and he did it. because it would not have been immortalized without this movie. No, not not at all. You ever seen one in real life? No, I have. No, to, to, I have my picture taken in front of one. I've seen a few of them driving around Nashville. Did they um, ever reach past eighty-eight miles? An hour? Not, I never saw them no. after they hit the about one, eighty-eight. The one I saw, the one I saw, um, it was in two thousand ten. So uh-huh. it was uh, it didn't have the Mister Fusion upgrade. Um, it was just filling up with regular, like probably you know thirty-weight octane gas or whatever <laughs> gas is called. Okay, uh, here here's one other bit of interesting things that I uh, that I wrote down here. The guy who cuts in on them dancing after they're about ready to kiss. What a douche! Do you know who that is? He's a Klopek. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's Pinocchio. It's, it's, uh, Courtney Gaines. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I did not. That. I never really made those two, made that connection until this last viewing and went, oh, it's Pinocchio cutting in. <laughs> Where are you going, Pinocchio? Uh, the the last bit that I put down here was, uh, can you guess how many known rock guitarist Marty mimics while playing the guitar up on the stage? Yeah, I've watched. Okay, so, yes, uh, it's a, it's a video on YouTube. If I can find it, we'll link it here, um, where Marty takes the 1950s kids through a 30-year walk through rock and roll. Kind of, yeah. It's uh, Chuck Berry, Pete Townsend, mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen. Uh-huh. Missing somebody. You are missing Agnes Young. He crawls oh, on his back. Oh, he does, yeah. He crawls on his back. Akadaka. While playing. Um, he does... Two different things with Pete Townsend. He does the kicking the uh, of the speakers as mm-hmm. well as the full circle guitar strum. Oh. Yeah. Which is... Chuck Berry does the hopping on one leg. The duck walk. That's what it's called. Uh, and then uh, the the solo playing behind the head. Hendrix. Hendrix as well as Van Halen does the same thing. Eddie Van Halen does huh. the same thing. The way he comes like sliding in to the... To the side, and then says this. I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. But your kids are going to love it. The further proof that not only was Chuck Berry a pee-pee thief, <laughs> but he was a thief thief. <laughs> that well, That's the implication. In real life, Chuck Berry was a pee-pee thief. And a poo-poo thief. <laughs> <laughs> that's another podcast. But in Back to the Future, he also... <laughs> 
stole rock and roll from a white guy, <laughs> which is amazing. Well, you know because what? Do you think he would have come up with it three years later? Absolutely. If, if, Marvin, yeah, no. if Marvin hadn't said, well, listen to this, <laughs> you know, I do. it's Marvin's fault is what it is. Marvin's uh, a thief? Marvin caused the thievery. If not, Chuck would have come up with it in 58. This was 55. <laughs> I'm diving too deep. Okay. We are. Anyway. <laughs> we are. I think. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I put this one down under plot points and pacing, I'm like, I've, I've mentioned this a few times before, but this thing runs like a Swiss watch. It Nothing ever yeah, feels yeah. like it's out of sync, out of time. And I think we mentioned on our first pick sixes with um, – what was it? Uh, time travel movies. Mm. Every time I watch the scene with Doc scrambling to get down in time to get that connected in order to get the lightning so it hits into the DeLorean, every time I'm like, is he going to make it this time? That, my- that right there is a true testament of amazing editing and brilliant score. That might be the most perfect scene ever presented as a <laughs> final product of a movie. Okay. Because I just, like, I'm not yeah, I'm not goddamn kidding you, man. I just watched it, you know, weeks ago for this episode. Right. And I'm still, like, I'm watching it. Oh. And you're like, how much time? I got a time machine. I got all the time in the, the world. world. And then I realize. I'm, yeah, but I, you're I, still I, finite time here in 1955. But, you got to get it. And my shoulders are tensed. And I'm still, like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm anxious and i'm on i'm i'm sitting forward on the couch and i've <laughs> this movie came out in 1985 man i've been watching it for 30 odd years i know he makes it yeah i know he went on to star in spin city or whatever the f- the show was called <laughs> yeah you're right right it's spin city okay so let's do some a little bit of trivia oh yes okay so we already know the casting of eric stoltz happened and he acted in the movie for six weeks before Zemeckis shut the production down and said, we need someone else. This is not working. Michael J. Fox was the actual original choice, mm-hmm. but they got shut down by the Family Ties producers right. because of this. This, he's doing this, and he doesn't have time to do your silly time travel movie. Go, go a different direction. Uh, until Meredith Baxter Bernie or Meredith Baxter or however her name it was at the time that it was credited for in Family Ties. She got pregnant, and so he was handling like a lot uh he was carrying the show basically okay because i guess um michael gross wasn't <laughs> i guess dad wasn't and and, and michael j fox was michael funny thing keaton about was. michael gross alex um, p keaton was carrying the show but not michael gross steven um he was in a movie called tremors with kevin bacon in his penis <laughs> those are the graboids oh Gross. All right, I'm gonna keep moving because spend entirely too much time uh, resh- reshooting penis. all of Eric all, all the scenes with Eric Stoltz uh, added three million dollars to the budget. Fuck, really? Because they had to go back six weeks and start over. You've seen that footage, right? Uh, I've seen parts of it. It's weird. Oh, it's so weird because his yeah. jacket's different. His yeah, hair, he's just. Man, it's Eric like, Stoltz is a redhead, and he almost doesn't look like a redhead in this movie. It, it's so with, weird. The, with the footage that they've shot. And when they show you the scenes, like, okay, so there's the scene in the diner in the 50s when George McFly is eating his cereal, and then and George McFly's face is in the foreground, and then you see Marty poke out behind his head into the background. Yes. They show it side by side with uh, Eric Stoltz 
and Michael J. Fox. Dude, it's like you ate an entire summer sausage and then went to bed immediately. You had like this weird, weird fever dream. dream. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. I want so badly to see like I, all I've, the footage. I, that like they have. I've got it on my Blu-ray. Right. I've got. It's not. It's not raw. It's just they're talking over. They're showing you the footage and they're talking over it. Like it's not going to make me think less of the movie. I just want to see it. I want to see how he played it because he looks like he plays it way darker. Not funny or not charming, fu- charming or charming, <laughs> for not, that matter. Not f- not charming, not punchy, not kicky. <laughs> um, Sorry. <laughs> no. Now here's the other weird thing: is you know who they had cast for about two weeks until Mask became a big hit, and they decided to do Eric Stoltz, C. Thomas Howell, in blackface. <laughs> No, that was a few years after. I'm not going there. Uh, but yeah, can you? Can I can't see uh, psychopathic killer from uh, Red Dawn. I can't. I, can, I not not as funny. Definitely not. No, I don't think it's funny. Is funny. I could see I it. Could, yeah, but I I'm it's glad not- it's. I don't see it. I'm glad I haven't seen it. Uh, the other people that were considered, uh, okay, auditioned Johnny Depp, and and you want to know who was considered. Sure. Charlie oh. Sheen. <laughs> oh. Ugh. What about in this take if I actually fuck my mom? <laughs> no, it's but that's yeah, we can't do that. Charlie. No, but I want to fuck her. I Hold wanna... on, I got <sighs> oh, this is a line of cocaine. All right. No, I, I want to fuck her. I want to fuck my mom we, in this scene. We un- we understand. No, that's Leah Thompson. No. But I, that's I should... why that's why he was only considered. <laughs> I think I should fuck her. <laughs> You should go talk to this wolf kid down the street. Hey, you know what? I got this great idea. Hold on. Let me give you Oliver Stone's number. <laughs> uh, the inspiration for the film largely stemmed from Bob Gale discovering his father's high school yearbook and wondering whether or not he would have been friends with his dad. I remember that, yeah. That's kind of interesting. I never would have... Let me ask you, point blank. Would you be friends with your dad? Yeah. You would have been? Mm-hmm. I would not have been. That's because you're a dick. Now we are, but we wouldn't have been in high school. Okay. Uh, Back to the Future was a top-grossing release in 1985. Adjusted for inflation, this film almost grossed a billion dollars worldwide. <laughs> God. Uh, there's a sticker on the back of Doc's truck that says, One nuclear bomb can ruin your whole day. <laughs> and that's the truck from 1955. Oh, I didn't see that. No, I didn't catch it either, but I thought that was funny. Uh from the day the film wrapped to the day it was released was a mere nine and a half weeks, wow. an unprecedentedly short lead time for a major movie release. That's how much they were under the gun to get. Uh, we've shot six weeks already, and we need to reshoot those six weeks. Can we get Michael J. Fox in, please? I think the movie's going to be really good. <laughs> what if... Um, are you with me? Yeah. Put yourself in 1985. Okay, so I'm nine or ten, depending on the time. Okay, go ahead. I'm there. You're <clears throat> self-conscious. You're yes. with your mom. I don't she, want... Maybe she had to pay a parking ticket at the courthouse in Hill Valley, okay. California. Pay a parking ticket, file a... Fraternity of... suit. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> anyway. And there's a person, a crazy old lady, and she hands you a flyer. To save the clock tower? Mm-hmm. Maybe her son printed it. What if he just rounded the time up? <laughs> and now like, you have the a clock di- strikes the lightning hits the clock at 1255 or i'm sorry the clock the lightning hits the clock at one o'clock 
when the clock, the lightning hit the clock at 12.55, and he just rounded the shit up. You're stuck in 1955. Now you have to f*** your mom. Or you have to keep <laughs> spurning the advances of your mom. Or you have to move to Canada and become Wolverine. Because you've already set your mom and your dad up. So eventually, in the future, you're going to be born and become yourself, but you're, you, you are never going to get to see that future version of yourself because this asshole decided was, to just say it was 10, not 1001 or yeah, whatever exactly, it was. Yeah, exactly. He got caught up in some mundane detail like Michael uh, Bolton. 10 o'clock. Like Michael Bolton, then office space. He got caught up in some mundane detail, and now you're stuck back in the 1950s. You're going to be. No, he's going to disappear, too. He's going to evaporate in the. 1950s. Oh, would he though? I would have thought so. If he sets the future right, would he? he, But if he can't set it right, if he sets the future right, but a little bit better, he actually is never going to be born. Okay, so he sets the future right. He's just stuck at 55. Okay, now I got it. I got it. I was thinking he missed it. Mm. He missed being able to set the future right, and he just the point. The point of all this. The point of is just goddamn tell the truth. Be honest all the time. Be on time to work. Early is on time. On time is late. God damn it. You are fucking someone else's existence up if you are not on time. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, maybe I'm overthinking it. (laughs) Did you know early drafts of the screenplay uh, show Grown Up George McFly wasn't a successful novelist, but a prize fighter? (laughs) Like a boxer? Because he knocked out Biff. That's dumb. Yeah, that's... Really dumb. The To Be Continued uh, was inserted into the end of the VHS release of Back to the Future. Thanks, George Lucas. And was omitted from the 2002 DVD release. The cliffhanger ending was originally intended uh, to set up a sequel. Was never intended to set up a sequel. It was rather just a last, like, joke. To Be Continued. Ha ha ha. Get it? Really? Yeah. It was admitted by the writers that they had originally intended the following two sequels. They would have ended the film differently, and Jennifer would never have gotten into the car with Doc and Marty, which is why Jennifer was almost immediately knocked unconscious at the beginning of Back to the Future Part 2. Huh. There's, I don't remember the term, and I should have researched it better for this. Basically, one of the theories of Back to the Future is, and there's, a, there's a term that encompasses what I'm about to say, so I apologize for my idiocy. Forgive me for being <laughs> dumb. A guy that builds ponds 45, 50 hours a week and has a podcast the other two hours a week. <laughs> and it's not a fucking physicist, okay? Fuck you. Back to the Future starts the Please timeline. subscribe and download now. <laughs> <laughs> like and follow us on iTunes. All right. Back to the Future, the first one, starts the timeline. And it goes, it's basically a pendulum swing. Mm -hmm. Back to the Future starts. Marty does all of the things that happen in Back to the Future. It swings all the way up to its apex in Back to the Future 3. Everything he does, your fucking shoulder crack just came through on the microphone. (laughs) It swings all the way up to Back to the Future Part 3, including Nathan's shoulder injury. Jesus, see a, see a doctor. Everything he does, everything he doesn't do, corrects, uncorrects, omits, or includes itself, and it basically swings right back to the point of the start of the first movie. So everything he does... Except 10 minutes earlier. 
No, nothing. It, it's right back to the first okay. point. It, nothing means everything he does means nothing. Like it means something, right? But it all negates itself and goes right back. Okay. So yeah, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other bit before I go into two interesting fan theories because I have uh, two fan theories. Uh, the original script, Marty playing rock and roll at the dance, caused a riot. A race riot or just a it riot? It just said riot. Uh, this combined with Marty accidentally tipping Doc off to the secret ingredient that made the time machine work, apparently Coca-Cola caused history <sighs> to change. I remember that. <laughs> what remember. the hell? I don't know. Uh, when Marty got back to the 1980s, he <laughs> found that it was now the 1950s conception of that decade with air cars and whatnot, all invented by Doc Brown and running on Coca-Cola. Uh, Marty also discovered that rock and roll was never invented, and he dedicates himself to starting the delayed cultural revolution. Meanwhile, his dad digs out digs up newspapers uh, from the day of the dance and sees his son in the picture in the riot. Oh, that would have been cool. That's weird. All the other I shit really was is stupid. Is stupid. Anytime you bring time travel, well, into you know it. what's kind of funny? Mm, it's so fun. If this guy is so important in your life, Marty, that's a good name. We'll name our third kid that. <laughs> and you don't remember him? Like, hey, wow, our 15-year-old kid looks a hell, of a hell of a lot like that guy you tried to bang before we started dating. Before, we re- before you told me that he tas- that guy, he tasted like your brother. That guy. <laughs> remember that guy, Calvin? Our, Cal- kid, our kid looks like him a lot. Did he come back to town for a reunion or something? Um, okay, so a couple of interesting fan theories is that a lot of people initially state that Doc Brown never had any type of character like arc. Some people. In this movie alone. In this movie alone. It says, when Doc is preparing the DeLorean for time travel, Marty explains how his dad won over his mom by standing up to Biff, something he's never seen his father do before. So Doc responds, never? And so while looking at the restored picture of Marty and his siblings, Marty says, yeah, why? Doc says, nothing, before (laughs) returning to his task. So Doc has a major epiphany in this scene. When he sees the restored picture, he realizes, hey, you know what? You can completely change the past and still have a positive outcome without, you know, on the future without Mm. destroying the space-time continuum. And so if this hypothesis is accurate, Doc's decision to uh, influence his own fate at the end of the film is part of a development, uh, developed like character arc rather than just snap decisions for just the hell of it. That he actually, but I never really read into the fact that he took Marty's input on. He never stood up to him. Never he in took, his life. You have he to watch. Did? You have yeah. to watch the movie at least twice. To really because it's start. a time because it's a time travel thing. Yeah, you gotta. You don't really meet Doc until the third act, right? So when you watch it the second time, you're actually only the theory is that a lot of people look at Doc and don't think that he had a character story arc. Like he was just pretty much flatlined. I mean, he was he, he did, was, but he didn't. He had more of it in '55 than he did in '85. But you don't really think about. The 55 influencing the 30 years you don't see until you see him in 85. In the 85 at the end of the movie. Yes. Yeah. I'll give you that. His his story arc is weird. Why was he hanging around high school? Well, the original draft had them selling porn. <laughs> what? I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Like, they were selling porn. 
<laughs> okay, uh, Marty McFly. Uh, there's God, one other fan theory, fan theory that's kind of interesting. It links in two, but it says that Marty Marty McFly apparently died in Back to the Future Two. Oh yeah, I've heard that one. Uh, this theory suggests that Marty actually died a horrible death in Back to the Future Two in the uh, tunnel. Yeah, yeah, and that Marty ha- that Doc has to keep coming back to save Marty. <laughs> Until did he you, actually can. Did you watch because Travelers? Because that's where Biff would have actually killed him. Did you watch Travelers? Not season three yet. The theory su- suggests that Doc might do this frequently and that Marty might actually die several times over the course of the trilogy only to be saved by Doc traveling back before each <laughs> an untimely demise. <laughs> it's like respawning in a video game. Right. Oh, shit. Oh, do- He's oh, dead do- again. Oh, do- oh, hey, Doc, it's good to see you. Oh, hey, Doc, it's good to see you. How can we... Oh. Doc has created an infinite amount of you have died. universes. You have died. 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 And now I'm dead. Okay. So I have my favorite lines. I have a few. We already, there was one of my favorite lines that, one of memorable quotes. Page two of my notes, by the way. Uh,. Favorite piece of line of dialogue. It's the cal- if my calculations are correct, when this baby hits eighty eight miles an hour, you're going to see some serious shit. That was always my be- my favorite line from that movie. Um, <clears throat> the other one was, "Oh, you're my uncle Joey. <laughs> Better use these bars, kid." Uh, when, when Lorraine's parents are talking, going, "He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. His parents are probably idiots too." Lorraine, you ever have a kid like ex like that? I'll, I'll disown, disown you. <laughs> Uh, the other one was I'm not sure that in I'm not sure that in 1985 plutonium is available in every corner drugstore, but in 1955 it's a little hard to come by. <laughs> um, I have as a marginal comment here, and I know you'll like this. <clears throat> 1950s Doc has done a Seth Brundle amount of research into what it takes to send Marty forward into the future. Very little. And then the model <laughs> yeah, that's set up, just, the car catches on fire going and then forward. drives into a pile of oily rags. Going, yeah, so just so you know, going forward. Wow, I never really thought about when that. When I say a Seth Brundle amount of scientific research, that means fucking no scientific well, research. Hold on. I'll tell you, he did more because... Well, not research, but he, <laughs> he sure helped. A scale model. Yeah, he sure did put together a, an amazing scale model <laughs> of downtown. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time, but the next three days I'm going to carve out. So let me get this straight. You're trying Main to Street. you're trying to break the temporal bonds of space and time and go almost instantaneously from where you and I currently reside. To a time where there's a man named Huey Lewis, um, who is a popular singing artist. Yes. Can you get me a scale model? And we have how much time? Five days. Cool. Well, I'm going to need at least three to four days to build a scale model and a car for one scene. (laughs) To illustrate to you how this won't work. While I build a scale model of our shitty town. Uh, I'm Thornton Wilder. Yeah. Thank you very much. If you could make one change to the film, what would it be? Oh, where is that? Um, I, mine was easy, and it's an un- and I'm, I'm unable to answer that, that question. This is one of my favorites. I love this movie. I watch it at least once to, twi- once to twice a year. So there's nothing I would change, on, in all honesty, in this movie. Here's what I'd like to see. We've kind of already touched on it. I would love to see (laughs) 
a series, a continuous series, a zoetrope of well, that episode of uh, Travelers until they, keep, they, they until they succeed until they keep getting it right. Yeah, that would be interesting. How long does Marty make it until he dies in the tunnel on the hoverboard? Right, with Biff, under, in a completely realistic. I fucking want to see every second of footage they shot with Eric Stoltz. If I could wave a magic wand, that's what I would want to see. What would you want to see if you waved a magic wand? Well, considering I already told you that I couldn't answer that question, we'll go into my favorite scene. Oh, what's your favorite scene? <laughs> perfect. Just perfect. I can't believe you loaned me a car without telling me it had a blind spot. I could have been killed. Now, now, Biff, now, I never noticed that uh, the car had any blind spot before when I would drive it. Hi, son. But what are you, blind, McFly? It's there. How else do you explain that wreck out there? Now, Biff, um, can I, can I assume that your uh, insurance is going to pay for the damage? Well, my insurance? It's your car. Your insurance should pay for it. I, I want to know who's going to pay for this. I spilled beer all over when that car smashed into me. Who's going to pay my cleaning bill? Uh, and uh, where's my reports? Uh, well, I haven't finished those up yet, but, you know, I, I figured since they weren't due till. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Anybody home? Oh, huh? Think, McFly. Right. Think. i got to have time yeah. to get them retyped. Yeah. Uh, do you realize what would happen if I handed my reports in your handwriting? Yeah. I'll get fired. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Would you? Of course not, Biff. Now I wouldn't want that to happen. Now look, I'll uh, finish those reports on up tonight, and I'll run them on over first thing tomorrow. All right? And not too early. I sleep in Saturday. Oh, McFly, your shoes untied. Oh. Don't be so gullible, McFly. Got the place fixed up nice, though, McFly. Hey, I have your car towed all the way to your house, and all you got for me is light beer. <laughs> What are you looking at, butthead? Say hi to your mom for me. Uh, that's my favorite scene only because you just, you know everything about, like, the McFly family dynamic and how George has been bullied his entire life in that one scene. I do have problems with the scene because Biff is just an idiot. It's like he's drinking and driving. That's the first problem. <laughs> this guy hit me and I spilled <laughs> beer all over your car. car. Who's going to pay for my cleaning bill? <laughs> He tows the car back to his house. That's that's like a big dick move. Like you couldn't just have it towed to a body shop because it's gonna need to be repaired. Now right. I'm gonna have to call another tow truck. I have it towed all the way to your house, and all you for have for me is light beer. I kick. You. I use that line just sporadically, <laughs> point, and in a pointless manner. I just always remember it. I almost did the light, the Miller light, because that's what he pulled out. <laughs> it is. It's Miller. It's Light. Miller Light. Uh, if you had to recast the lead, and I did one, two, three, four, five. I recast the five, and I'm not expecting you to do it, but I recast all five of the main characters okay. in this film. I, let me this go. was a little difficult, but I went. What, um, here's where I went. Recast the lead. So I went for funsies. Okay. For Doc Brown, Gene Wilder. 
can pull the weird. Wow, that's good. I could see that. I could. I can totally see that because think like Young Frankenstein, like yeah. crazy weird hair, crazy. Yeah. Yep. For Marty, I chose David Spade. <laughs> David Spade was at one point known for his his uh, MJF impression. Okay, that would be funny. Could have played it a little more sardonic, a little more. I hate the word. He would not be as likable. No, he would not be. Dark. He would be. He would be sarcastic to the point you know of what? God, I man. You know you, what? I hope you get stuck in the fifties. I hope Biff kills you. You're kind of an asshole. If nothing more, um, I hope your parents don't get together and you just disappear <laughs> completely. Here's and, a. Slightly, I hope you get erased here's, from existence. Here's a slightly you know. more modern. Okay. So you got Doc, a modern as Doc Morgan Freeman. All right. Uh okay yeah, yeah yeah as Marty Daisy Ridley oh make make Marty a girl oh that's I'd like that Marty and uh, Morgan, Martina uh, uh, Martina McFly okay <laughs> Daisy Ridley and Morgan Freeman as Doc and Marty okay uh who would you recast okay I have yeah like I said I have five here uh Marty mm. Tom Holland Tom Holland is Peter Parker, new Spider-Man. What else was he in that I would have seen? Uh, Peter Parker in Spider-Man or <laughs> Avengers. And uh, was Avengers Infinity War. He played, Have you seen any of the things that have had him in Spider-Man, like uh, Civil War or Captain America Civil War, Infinity War, or the Spider-Man movie? You still haven't? No? No. I thought you'd seen but Infinity War. Okay. I don't know. So... Okay, so my I don't great, know. I don't my know my perfect Holland. choice for Marty McFly uh, completely doesn't work for you because you have no idea who I'm talking about. I'm a fucking old right, man. You should I... know everybody else. Okay. All right, Doc Brown. Mm -hmm. I had one of two choices. My original choice was Steve Carell. Steve Carell now. Now, yeah. Okay. Or Hugh Laurie. Ooh, oh. Initially, it was Steve Carell. I erased it. I did Hugh Laurie. Then I told Lisa both, and she was like, "Either one, either one works." I but but think about like if you ever seen a little bit of House, you know you've I've seen yeah, a little bit of House. I think that would work. Oh, it's just so it would be Steve. It would. I'm sorry. It would be Hugh Laurie as Doc Brown, kind of Doctor House. Yeah, Doctor House. He yeah. would play him as kind of Doctor House. Oh, absolutely. Okay. okay. And then I'm assuming Steve Carell would be like, ah, Steve Carell! Yeah, he'd probably be a little more over the top. Okay. But it would work because it's Steve Carell. No, <laughs> you know? he would not. Either one would make that work. Okay. Fuck, they would own that shit. Okay. That's so good. Mm, <laughs> okay. That's good. Biff? Mm, yes. I either picked the guy who plays Billy in the season two of Stranger Things. His name is... Uh, <laughs> the guy with the mullet? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dacre uh, Montgomery. Okay. And I always think I'm saying his name wrong, but I'm pronouncing it correctly because I looked it up. Dicker. And it's just Acre with a D at the front. It's Dacre. Or Dave Franco. <laughs> it would be a different type of bully. Who's Dave Franco? Uh, uh, Is he James Franco's brother? Uh, what's, what's he been in that I would have seen? Have you seen 21 Jump Street or anything else Dave Franco's been <laughs> Do you mean 21 Jump Street, the 1987 Fox television, syndicated television no. show? Then, <laughs> no. He's been in other stuff. I cannot think of anything off the top of my head, but that's who I would pick. Because he'd be a different type of bully. He would not be... You know who would be good? You know who would be good? Tom Hardy. would be a good Biff. He would be... So good... He'd be, yeah. Size-wise and intimidate, yeah. intimidating? Yeah. Absolutely. 
If you wanted to go psycho, you know who you could do? Brad Dorif. All right. So I have two other two other for Lorraine. I'd pick Emma Emma Watson, which is yeah Emma Watson for George McFly. uh, I would do Paul Dano. Paul Dano, you've seen um, Little Miss Sunshine. He's the one who's not. He's on a vow of silence. I haven't seen it in so so long. long. That's he probably can kind of play weird and awkward, and he's not. She's not great looking. So you want someone kind of like Crispin Glover that can kind of play awkward, and he's not—he's not a dreamboat, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's that's who I would—that's who I would recast. That's and then good. Eric Stoltz as old Marty McFly. <laughs> as old Marty. <laughs> Does it still hold up? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Three people just got really mad. It's incredibly nostalgic, and it successfully plays to two generations now, ours and now our parents. Rather than before, it was like that's me today, and then that's my parents thirty years ago. Now it's like uh, that's me thirty years ago, and that's, that's my parents me. sixty years sixty ago. years ago. Uh, it's it's a wonderful adventure. Story featuring a, a cool yet now defunct car in our weirdly aggressive hatred for the people of Libya. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way this movie will ever age. It's kind of timeless. But for it, not kind of. It is timeless, even though it's very 80s. It's still well, because very... it's set so squarely. Like we we have look. Here's what we've done. We found the 80s and we dug ourselves a foxhole. Mm-hmm. And then we we set ourselves in it. We are ensconced. Eighties, even after, even in eighty eighty nine, uh, you know. But you know what I mean. It still comes back to the eighties, regardless of how far back you go. It still has to go back to eighty five. I didn't like part three as much, and I still don't. It, it's not it's, really. It, it's really not. It a good lands trilogy. too squarely in the old west for too long. I love how dark part two goes with the with the timeline. And like he tries, like he he tries to shoot Marty with the thirty eight and shit, man. Yeah, but he jumps off the thing under the under the hover or uh, under the DeLorean. I wonder if he fell two or three times before, <laughs> and that was two more timelines. He had to go back and save Marty again. <laughs> he respawned because there's that. Yeah, yeah respawned. <laughs> you have died. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but similar equal film. Uh, I would I would go with Bill and Ted. It's an excellent adventure. <laughs> the film does a good job of just not taking the subject matter of time travel too seriously, which kind of is what sure Back to the Future does, and instead focuses on the friendship of Bill and Ted, who garner an appreciation for history and how to also be uh, responsible for themselves and their actions. I said uh, used cars. Like I've, I talked about earlier. Okay. It's another... It's another Bob it's a, Zemeckis yeah. film, right? Yeah. Um, it's a couple of films before this, I believe. It's, yeah. I think it's like 80. It was 1980, yeah. yeah. We just watched it, Jamie. I just, it's, yeah, I we just, we yeah. just watched it... Uh, a few weeks ago or whatever? Yeah, about a week ago. Oh, what if you recast... Doc? As Marty. <laughs> Marty. 1984. Kurt Russell. That's Marty McFly. What era? 1984, Kurt Russell. So he's a little old. Yeah, yeah, it would have been great. It would have been he's, great. He's still he's a little at, slow. He's still living at home. He's still he's a little slow. <laughs> the pork. He's not quite the pork chop express. He's a little slow. Uh, would have been so good. I know what you're asking, pal. <laughs> 
Is the check in the mail? Yes, it is. I'm ready to play the show at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Any final thoughts? Yes. Please. Can I read them out loud? Maybe. I can't even read them right now. I put down here, I'm like, Back to the Future is still as refreshingly original a science fiction comedy today is as it was, like, what, 34, 35 years ago? <sighs> It yeah, still feels fresh even when you watch it. Well, to, think, at least to me. Think about the effect shots. There's yeah. only like really like There's very few. Four. Yeah. Maybe five. I mean, it's all like the car is futuristic at the time. Right. And then and you light it up and you send it into the future, you send it into the past. And that's really that's really it. Yeah. It's it's a character driven piece. It it made Michael J. Fox a household name. It it produced more iconic pop culture images that are synonymous with the eighties than anyone will ever truly know. Uh it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Just proving once again that almost everything that Steven Spielberg touched in the nineteen eighties turned to cinematic gold. <laughs> At its core, it's a really fun story. <laughs> uh we got we got sidetracked this week. Yeah, so let's go back now. Let's go back to, to the past, to the bowling alley. <laughs> yeah, now we're gonna now we're gonna let you know that we're gonna be doing Kingpin and Big Lebowski and Big Lebowski. But before we close things off, oh yeah, Travis almost forgot. He got excited. No, again. I didn't forget. I forgot, I and then I remembered, and I forgot, and then remembered again. I did. I did forgot. We got them chasers. Do you want your chaser question answered? Hit us up, Lisa dot. Sixpack at gmail.com. Yeah, she's not only one out of there. she's not only a lovely person, she's banging one of the hosts. I'm gonna go first. Oh shit. One of my favorite one of my favorite longtime listeners at Elizabeth Shoots asks if you could pick two films to double feature at a drive-in during the summer, which two films would you pick? Say that again. I want to make sure I'm... If you could pick two films to watch at the drive-in... As what... a double feature. Yes. Which would they be? Oh, man. Great question. There's so many choices. <laughs> there are. There's so many choices. Um, Shall I answer while you think? No. Hmm. Outside of possibly editing for a little bit of time, not, give me a moment. We, well, we don't edit for time. You want it? Well, you want, I want everyone. This to hear. episode is already long enough as it is. Are you sure you well, want it? Yeah, yeah. we may. Yeah. Well, I don't edit for time on this. Man, <laughs> we do not. Not in this segment. We do not edit for time. We uh, don't. It's, it's important. It's important. Artists. Maybe you. Um, no. I am an artist. Thank you. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> what I was implying. And nothing else ever. Not the other. <laughs> I would go with. No, oh, okay. I'm going to go with Raiders of the Lost Ark and Romancing the Stone. Mm. Okay. They're two good adventure movies. Good early to mid 80s. One's a timepiece. Not timepiece, but it's a. Uh, Period piece, mm. but I I think those two would would blend well together. Got a Spielberg action adventure, and you got 
Michael Douglas action adventure three years later with uh, Zemeckis behind the camera. Kathleen Turner. Yeah, and Kathleen Turner. That would be that would be really good. Uh, I could probably sit down and try to put together ten more double features to see which other ones would work better. But I don't want to sit here for another twenty minutes <laughs> seeing which ones might work. No, that's fair enough. So that would be that would be my that'd be my double feature. I'm gonna go with two movies I've literally seen at the drive-in. I'm going to go with Total Recall and Dick Tracy. Pretty certain that I will be driving out after Total Recall. <laughs> you know how a lot of people leave after the first feature to go home because it's do. already eleven o'clock. They do, especially in the summer, because it takes till like nine before you can get anything to show. Yeah. yeah, I'd leave for Dick Tracy. I'm sorry, no. but it's okay. It wouldn't make me stay. I can tell you that much. Total right Recall. Now. I, I <laughs> was it a double feature? No, no. We were both. 50. No, were they were both nineties though. Were they? They were, were both. They were both nineteen ninety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they were not the same <laughs> night. I do not remember what was the other movie on either night. Uh, Total Recall and Dick Tracy. Thank you, Elizabeth Shoots. At Elizabeth Shoots, hateful in Smyrna wants to know. <laughs> okay. Uh. What's the first movie you saw at the movie theater? The first thing I remember seeing in the theater is Spaceballs. I was seven. I saw that shit in the theater, and I laughed my dick off because Spaceballs is funny. still is funny. It still is funny, and we should cover that at some point. But what is the first movie, Nathan, you remember seeing in the theater? This is really hard. Uh, I think the first movie I really recall seeing in the theater, which is probably not the first movie I saw in the theater, but the one I really remember seeing is Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. I was, Ewoks were big that year. I was three. No, Ewoks were never big. They were always about <laughs> three, two and a half, three feet tall. No, they were never, never big. Thanks, <laughs> Dick. Chop, chop. <laughs> Get out of chop, chop. I don't recall Star Wars, and I really don't remember uh, Empire Strikes Back, but I definitely remember Return of the Jedi, and I remember things, seeing things after that. Yeah. But that's the first thing I remember of being in a movie theater going to see. <laughs> what if Star Wars was Canadian? <laughs> look, look, eh? If you strike me down, I should become more powerful than you can ever imagine, eh? <laughs> Take off. <laughs> He said he saw Jedi 17 times, eh? <laughs> That's why we need to see Strange Brew. We should do we should do Strange Brew. Return, Return of the, the Jedi. Jedi. That would be so good. Oh, Take that's... off, eh? I was... <laughs> I'm your father and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It doesn't, so, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. If we have a guest, we talk for three hours. If we don't, don't have, have a guest, guest we, we talk, talk for three hours. hours. Uh yeah, so uh, next week. Um, hey, real quick, in. real quick. I'm yeah. looking. I'm looking through the microphone, the pop filter, and uh, it's like Brendelfly. I see that. I see what he sees. Is it still recording? I'm an insect politician. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Next week, let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. All right. Six pack double feature. Have a good week. You guys have a great <laughs> week. We'll be, see you next week. Be good to each other. Don't be dicks. Hit us up. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Leave an iTunes review. Buy a t-shirt. 
Subscribe and listen. Subscribe more than listen. anything else. <laughs> Subscribe and listen. Love you. Bye. Well, I'm not going to top that glowing outro, but like you said, be sure to follow and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast. Buy a t-shirt or a sticker. Look, eh, if you strike me down, I should become more powerful than you can ever imagine, eh? This movie was shot in 3B. Three beers and it looks good, eh?